Blog Talk Radio. Live. Okay. I'm um, hearing nothing but static. Oh, there's Katie. Okay, I I heard a little bit of static. I don't know what's going on. Good evening. I hear oh, yep. And now I'm off mute again. Am I muted? No, no, we oh, can hear okay. you just fine. I heard a beep 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 beep. So I assume I made an ass out of myself. Big time. Uh, uh, you're a pussy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, you'll hear. You'll hear more. I got. You'll hear more. I got. That's that's my new one. I got, and I got one in heat. So uh, oh. this could this could be this could be this could be a fun night fun night at the fun night at the cat house. <laughs> Never mind. Well, anyways, folks. Now that you've heard our crazy cat lady cat. People's story. Uh, welcome to PWR. <laughs> and and it's even funnier when it's the guy that's saying it. So. But anyways, alrighty. Like I said, welcome to Ladies Night. Who do we have with us? I think that's Kathy with us. Oh. Well, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who we've got since uh, since. Sean somehow has uh, disappeared. Well, I guess uh, Blog Talk's having some issues, but uh, anyway, that uh, that uh, nice-sounding female voice that uh, you heard is uh, Chaotic Katie, the uh, person who keeps this thing from being a total sausage fest. Uh, yours truly, truly is Dean of Wrestling Referee Steve Kane, and somewhere is uh, sadistic Sean David. I'm not sure where. Um, I don't know if he actually uh, went ahead and couldn't stand himself uh, that bad so that he just decided, okay, he's taking the shower now, or we're just having a technical issue and uh, he's uh, not able to be heard. He's having, he he can't hear anything, and he says he's talking as well. 
I told him to unmute himself, so we'll we'll see what's going on. Um, Billy right. says that's fine. But, yeah, yeah, welcome to TWR Slam. And people, you know what to do. I shouldn't have to tell you, but I will. If you scroll all the way up to the top of the screen, you can hit the handy-dandy blue Skype button, or you can use your North American Anytime Minutes on your cell phone, like I do. And you can dial 347-826-9418, and that will get you a ticket straight to the cool kids' table. Yep. Yep. <sighs> that, that at least, yeah. I mean, you don't have to call in to uh, listen to the show, obviously, because if you've uh, clicked the link, you're listening to the show. But if you would like to uh, pose a question to uh, any one of our uh, three guests this evening, you will need to uh, make one of those forms of communication. Or you can post your question there in our uh, friendly little chat room. Just remember, yeah. these, are, these are ladies. They may be brutal, but they're still ladies. Treat them as yes. such. Yes. So, all right. Like well, oh. okay. I'm going to start off with something here tonight. I'm going to kind of go on a little bit of a little bit of a rant. I know you just saw this, Katie. Um, but our good friend uh, Francisco Chiazzo posted this uh, um, early this morning. Um, now, people who know me know that I have that I have certain beliefs. However, I also believe that this is a land of laws, not of mm. theology. So yeah, that is how I will preface this. Francisco posted this this morning. Um, I have a friend of mine in Atlanta, Georgia, Mark Henry, a.k.a. Simon Sermon. He's a pro wrestler, and he's gay. Apparently, he worked for a promotion up there. And Francisco lives in Orlando, so that's why he says up there. Um, and uh, and without knowing all of the details, he was told his, quote, services were no longer needed, end quote, simply because someone's wife in the, quote, office didn't like that he was gay because it goes against her, quote, religious beliefs. I don't get offended, but... This pissed me off. Simon has never hid the fact that he was gay. So he was both knowing he was gay. Then told to beat it. It's a promoter's discretion to use who they want. If you didn't want him there, don't use him. Don't bring him in to um, crap on him. And then he finds up, pisses up, Simon, I got your back in the Florida boys like uh, John Buell's. Bruce Santee, Mike Cruz, have your back. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, this, this is this is a, a load of, uh, I can say shit because he won't. This is a load of bullshit. Now, um, everybody knows I'm bisexual. Everybody knows mm-hmm. I like the ladies. My nana was one of the biggest God-fearing mm-hmm. women out there. And you know what? She never judged me. She never put me down. Told me, it's your life. You can live it. You know? And And that's, and I stand by that. You don't, yeah. don't tell anybody yeah. how to live their life. Whether I mean, sure, you didn't say it in so many words, but you fired the man for being gay. Right. That's basically telling him, I can't be a professional wrestler because I'm gay. Right, right. Jeez, somebody tell Darren Young that one, okay? You know? Mm-hmm. Last, I, last I heard... Uh, <laughs> I heard if a, if a man if a man happens to be gay or a woman happens to be gay or any anywhere on the rainbow spectrum, it doesn't change who they are. 
You liked them before yeah. you knew. What makes them any different now? Yeah, that'd be like Steve saying, you know what? I can't do PWR anymore because I don't agree with, with Sean being gay. That'd be the same thing. That's disgusting. Right. And oh I, yeah, and that's it. And I've been, I've been friends with Sean for years. You know, mm-hmm. And I've done, I've done shows with him and that. You know, what I, what I feel about what he does behind closed doors doesn't enter into the, into the situation. You know, I mean, you know, I, I, I like the kid, and at my age, yes, I, I can call practically everybody else in the universe kid. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, right, exactly. Like I, like I said on Monday, yes, I, uh, I did referee Lincoln Douglas in Ottawa, Illinois. So, <laughs> uh, um, so, um. But uh, I also I also got a message that uh, shows to keep rolling. So um, we're gonna we're gonna yeah we're gonna try we're gonna try and get get this uh, um, going here uh, shortly. Um, just so uh, again that uh, you folks are uh, reminded of uh, who we have on tonight. We will have Randy West, and we will address the controversy surrounding her. That she wasn't even actually directly a part of, but was made a part of uh, on uh, last month's Ladies' Night. We will have Kathy the Butcher Owens, mm-hmm. and we will have Thunder Kitty. So this is gonna, this is gonna, this is gonna be really cool. Um, I'm looking forward to this. Now, now. Uh, some uh, now some quick so now some quick updates. Um, as as we said in September, uh, we are bringing Bill After in. Uh, Bill has a uh, very special announcement that uh, he will that he will be uh, telling all of us when when he is on. I've uh, proposed a date to him. I will get back with him. Uh, Tomorrow and confirm it. Uh, we also have another big name, and I mean that in both figuratively and literally. And once we confirm, once we confirm that uh, date with uh, with this person, we will definitely be announcing it uh, right away because this is this is definitely a big one for us. And that um, September September ninth, we are going to honor the memory of a friend of uh, Sean's and myself. Um, he was he was a wrestler and and a horror host. Um, his name was Ward Depping, uh, but he was uh, known in the wrestling world and in the uh, uh, TV horror host world as Bane. So we will be uh, uh, talking to several uh, people, myself included, that uh, that knew and worked with Ward. And um, I'm going to announce the first name tonight. And uh, Katie, get your Kleenex out because when I say when I say this name, you're gonna you're gonna go right away because. <laughs> 
So I'm going to turn into a girl? I told her. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Not again. Yep. So tell me when you got the Kleenex ready. Say it. I'm ready. Electric Eric Freedom. <gasps> really? Awesome. Yes. Can't yep. wait. Yep. He's one of my favorite. Yep. He made the man, the man who made the man who made you cry with his Randy Savage impression. Yeah, and it, well, Randy so. had only been gone. Randy had only been gone about two years when he did it. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and don't and don't be and don't be surprised if uh, if Eric decides to ask you out during the show. I told him you already. I told him you got a thing for you got a thing for him. Oh Jesus! Here we go again. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure his better half would be too happy about about the about him doing that. But uh, you know, hey, it's, <laughs> it's you know what? It's all good. I I, I mostly just look at the men. I, rather have their wives or sisters so, yeah, hold, me back. hold me back oh okay. don't don't get don't get don't get me started because i'll start talking about the ashley madison thing and uh oh my found, god and and and, oh found, and god. found out I about, and what, found out uh, a name that was that uh was a client of theirs oh, oh. But uh, no, if I'm you know if I'm going to do my if I'm going to do my political show, I'll do that uh, I'll do that uh, on another on another time, and probably even actually on another uh, another station. Um, but uh, you know, so uh, yeah, Sean Sean's computer's being a total jackass. He's waiting okay. for the Skype update, and he's waiting uh, for the Windows update. And if uh, we have Cassie with us, I think we should move forward. Well, uh, I don't know if I don't know if Kathy, if Sean, if Sean can't get in, then Kathy, oh, uh, we won't be able to. Uh, yeah, we won't be able to hear Kathy. I thought we already had her. Um, I don't know who we've got. If, if anybody, because again, like like you say, with uh, with the situation um, with studio, yeah. it's you know, you know we it's really impossible to do anything. Do anything so we'll just yeah. you know, so we're just gonna keep we're just gonna keep rolling. We're just gonna keep uh, oh, uh-huh. um, so grabbing away. Is that what they're we saying? Can't do anything. Is that you? Do we hear you? Who's that? Hello? Uh, yeah. His, his voices. Is that me? <laughs> yeah, that's you. <laughs> oh, okay. This is Thunder Kitty. Hi. Thunder oh, Kitty. hey. Well, success. We actually we actually have one of our guests then. Yeah, we're yeah. not yeah. Oh, we can totally hear you. You can hear me. Okay. I'm Kathy. Yeah, we can hear we can hear you just fine. Okay. Great, no, great. here too. Oh, hey, Kathy. Oh. Hey, Kathy. Well, awesome. good. Now, now we now we know what Sean's doing because Sean said when uh, when Kathy came on, he was going to go jump in the shower. So, yeah, uh, there you go, Kathy. You you made you made Sean actually uh, go and clean himself up. So, thank you. We all appreciate that. <laughs> Okay. Oh my gosh. 
Well, Katie, it's it's ladies' night, so uh, you they don't they don't want to they don't want to hear us they don't want to hear us ugly guys talk. So why don't you uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, kind of uh, get the ball rolling, so to speak? Well, since I've got you both here, I can totally double task here, multitask, and I can ask you both the same question at the same time. You can decide who answers first. I really don't care. All right. Um, what got you into wrestling, and was it a female that got you into wrestling that, that basically made you say, yeah, I'm going to jump in that ring, I'm going to get the, sheep, the shit beat out of me, I'm going to look good, and I'm going to get paid? Uh, I'm going to go with a line from the first Rocky movie. I oh. fight because I can't sing or dance. Excellent. I like that thing. I really like that. But who got you into wrestling? Uh, it actually just kind of fell into my lap at an appropriate time. Um, yeah, I was working at a comic book shop years ago, and then, like, somebody I made friends with came in and was a wrestler, and I had no idea, and he was, hey, man, can I leave these flyers in here for this show? And I'm like, yeah, what is it? And it was a flyer for a wrestling show. I'm what is this? And he's like, yeah, it's wrestling. Come check it out. And that was kind of the, uh, that's that's kind of how it happened. Wow. Normally, no one will get an answer like, well, I saw Sherry Martell wrestling one afternoon. And? <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, that's that's awesome. Go, go to a, an indie performance and say, yeah, I'm jumping in the ring. I want to do that. Well, I watched that's wrestling. Awesome. Like, I, I watched it on television. My, uh, my earliest memory of wrestling is watching it at my grandma's house. And uh, I was probably, I don't know, I was probably like five, maybe. Both my parents worked. Was so. that in the 60s? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and she was deaf. She was completely deaf. My grandma was completely deaf, but she liked no. wrestling. She liked watching wrestling. She liked the, uh, she liked Junkyard Dog a whole lot. So and mine. she liked Hulk Hogan. Yeah, my name. Like that. Yeah. So that was that was my that's probably my earliest memories of wrestling. Awesome. My so, name yeah. was the same. She liked a junkyard dog. Um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. She loved Dusty Rhodes. She loved Piper. And and anybody that came out with good music and danced, she was on it. So yeah. Well, my grandma couldn't hear the music, unfortunately, but she still liked them. <laughs> Oh, damn right. Well, she could feel the vibrations. Huh. I'm sure she enjoyed it, too. But, yeah, yeah mine would get up and do a jig. <laughs> but, well, okay. She just yelled at the TV a lot. Oh, good. Uh, it's so oh, funny yeah. to hear you kids talk about uh, Hogan and Junkyard Dog and stuff like that. Because, man, back when I was growing up, it was Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher and Vern Gagne. Yes. Vern Gagne. Yeah, well, there's a name we get to hear quite a bit because, well, Steve likes Ray yep. Gagne. Yep. We, we, I think uh, we've had him. I think we've had him on here. Oh, righty then. When I was a child, some of the biggest names in wrestling included the Hitman, the Hulkster, you know, mm-hmm. the British Bulldog. 
then we mm-hmm. then guys like Kane came along and whatnot. Yeah. Okay, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, I am here. I have no fucking idea what is going on with Blog Talk tonight. I'm about ready to fucking strangle it by the fucking neck. Hi, Sean. Um, oh, okay. I ha- I have to I have to make this announcement. My my youngest niece Amanda just gave birth to a beautiful baby girl at seven pounds. Thir- and 13 ounces and 21 inches. Yay, Amanda! Yay! Hey, Good. squatting babies out yeah. of our squats for the greater good. Baby. Hey, that's well. That's the second. That's the second one. Um, our uh, friend, our friend uh, Bobby Smedley became a papa today. Oh, that's so, awesome. I will be back. I'm going to let this interview continue on now that I am in here and I can hear everything. I have no idea what's going on with Blog Talk. I am going to uh, enter uh, chat um, or try to uh, get some help from them. I have no idea what's going on. I cannot get in as a host. So I will be back. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to PWR Slam. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we've got Kathy the Butcher Owens with us, as well as our other hosts, and I will be back shortly. Yeah, we've got Thunder Kitty as well. Thunder Kitty's there, too. Yeah, I'm not oh, even oh, here. Oh, my. Oh. Well, see, I wasn't here, so I don't know what's going on, so you two can oh. beat the crap out of me. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I just feel like saying, yeah, and this is Terrell the motherfucking Truth Johnson, and this is the party line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but... No, no, that's one of my buddies, my, another buddy of ours who has a show. That's what he usually does. He just lets everybody go. He's Is it the party line, like the chat line? Like, hey, Thunder, can you press yeah. two if you like, want to hit up later? Yeah, like all those one nine, one those one hundred numbers. <laughs> Welcome to Lava Line. <laughs> oh, God, Lava Life. Piss off. But anyways, um... Hey, better than Ashley Madison. Oh, God, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, Steve, your turn. So, all right. So, um... Okay, so, um... So, I'll start, I'll start off with, uh... With, uh... With, uh... Thunder Kitty on this one. <laughs> yeah, sure, I can talk tonight. Um... No. So... How did you get your first introduction into a uh, into a training school? Uh, who who got who got who got you uh, involved in, in uh, actually uh, starting to train? And kind of tell us, you know, what it was what it was like for you when you started training. Oh, um, training school. Well, I started to get interested in, uh, in in independent wrestling. I actually had no idea it existed until about 2005, maybe. Mm-hmm. When wow. earlier, when when I well, I, I watched wrestling, but I didn't I didn't know independent wrestling existed. I didn't even know how in the world you became a wrestler. I didn't even know like I never thought about it. And then, like, the whole thing I said with the comic shop, my buddy stopped by, left the flyers. So I started going to um, <clears throat> to independent shows in the area. And then a couple, other my, uh, a couple other people that I met through that, they had a ring. And they were just, like, messing around in their backyard or whatever. Uh, and he was, like, he would show me how to put people into headlocks and 
and whatnot. And then, uh, and then uh, one day, the uh, a bunch of the XPW guys showed up. I don't know if you're familiar with them. The uh, if you're familiar with XPW, it was it was popular on the West Coast. Right. Yeah. Rob. Rob Black. We actually uh, yeah. had uh, yeah, Supreme yeah. Supreme's daughter. Um, as a as a guest uh, one night, and that so yeah. yeah I yeah in fact actually uh, um, here in my part of the Midwest we actually we actually had um, XPW uh, it ran on on uh, Friday night late nights. Did the TV show come on out here? It, it did. They had a it TV did. show. Yes, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm referring to. Is the TV okay. is the TV show. So, well, yeah, yeah, it, was, uh, it was like Chaos and Angel and Supreme and a few other guys and uh, Chaos was opening up the Chaos was opening up a school, so I had the opportunity to start training there. So I wound up being in their first class with a bunch of the first class that started out. There's probably like I don't know. There's probably I would have to go back and look at the picture, but there was maybe between fifteen and twenty people in the first class, and then it all just like dwindled out. Like the people that couldn't that couldn't hang or didn't make the cut, mm -hmm. you know, slowly started dwindling out. And then I think at the end there was maybe like a like a core group of like eight to ten of us. But yeah, I got the shit beat out of me. Um, yeah, it was it was not easy at all. It wasn't just like, oh, hey, you want to be a pro wrestler? Hey, pat you on top of the head. No, it was none of that. It was uh, it was really rough, and I I trained there, and then um, I trained with the Ballard brothers for a while for a good two years. If you're familiar mm -hmm. with them from UPW out on the West Coast, right? The, the two. They're they're uh, twins. They're Canadians, two redheaded dudes, twins. Those guys train there. I, there was at one point I was probably training three, sometimes four times a week. At one right. point, and then uh, I worked out there for a while on the West Coast. I traveled to, like I would travel to like Las Vegas a lot, Arizona. Places like that, and then in 2012, I came out to the uh, to the Midwest, and that's that's after I'd been working out there for about four years. Uh, I came out to the Midwest, and I started training with Drake Younger for a while. I trained with him hmm. until he, uh, until he moved out to California, and then he's in WWE now. But but I trained mm -hmm. with him for a while, and then yeah, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow! Quite yeah. Sorry. So what? So what? Uh, what made you uh, go come here to the Midwest from uh, uh, being a West Coast girl? Wrestling. At the time, the the women's scene in California was not very good. I mean, now they have girls out there that are good, but like. At the time, it was not good, and a lot of the places that I wanted to work was, like, out in this area. Like, I wanted to work at Shimmer. I wanted to work, you know. <clears throat> Shimmer was a big one, actually, but uh, okay. I was either 
was either going to go to Chicago or Louisville or Indianapolis, and I'm really glad I didn't go to Chicago because there was no. I wanted to get away from the city anyway because I didn't grow up in the city. I grew up down south in like a semi-rural area. Um, yeah, my uh, my hometown that I get announced from that is my legit hometown. But um, I came to the Midwest and. I visited Indianapolis first, and I really liked it. And it turns mm -hmm. out it's kind of central to a lot of stuff, so it makes it easy if I want to go to Chicago, if I want to go to Michigan, if I want to go work in Ohio, if I want to go work in Kentucky, whatever. See, now I go, I go all over the place now. I go to Florida. I've gone to Pennsylvania. It just it makes it a lot easier. Mm. Well, that's that's and definitely that's, very reasonable. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. Way cheaper right. to live out there. Yeah. So. Oh, I hope right. so. It's cheaper here. Yeah. So, so Kathy, what, Kathy, what about, uh, what about you? What, um, where was your point that, uh, um, you know, where, where you found somebody and. Uh, Said to him, "Hey, I want to. I want to get. I want to get into this crazy business." Um. Well, like literally, just change names is in Thunder Two story, and <laughs> I worked at a pizza place, not a comic place, and I had a friend who I went to high school with that was working with me, and she said, "Hey, we do the wrestling across the street," and I was like, "The wrestling? I want to do that," and I was like, "Can you like shimmery tights and doing flips?" And she was like, "Of course," and I was like, "I'm in." And so I went over across the street and uh, tested out the waters, and I started training class with Tony Falk and um, Gypsy Joe. And um, oh, Gypsy Joe, yeah, there's a there's a classic from Southern wrestling. My gosh, <laughs> Southern slash crazy Romanian man wrestling. So. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah. Crazy <laughs> My second. Second day of training, and he came in and said, "You want to be a wrestler?" And I said, "Yes, sir." And they said, "They said, listen to Gypsy Joe when he comes in. You better do what he says." And I was like, "Of course, he's Gypsy Joe. I'm on it." And then he was like, "You want to be a wrestler?" And I was like, "I do." And he was like, "Top rope flip bump." And I was like, "Holy fuck, I can't do that." And he was like, "You don't want to wrestle?" And I was like, "I do." And so I totally did it and landed on my head a little, and it and sucked. But I totally learned how to do it after that. So. Oh my god. <laughs> so you started right off the bat with six packs then. My gosh. Wow. Oh, wow. They at least gave they at least gave me a gave me a couple of months before they uh tossed me off the top. Oh man. Oh yeah, it was my mm. second week of training. I was like, Hey, here you go, it's now or never and I was like, Well I guess I'll I mean I've jumped off worse shit for fun, so <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Wow! I don't even know if I could be on this show though, because I'm half gay and. <gasps> oh no! 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 Not by. I, know, I heard y'all. Oh, oh, I heard y'all oh. talking earlier. I heard you. Happy half gay, y'all. <laughs> darling, do you want to know how my family found out that I liked women? They we have we have I'm in Toronto, Canada, and we have one of the biggest gay pride parades ever. Okay, week long festival, the whole bit. Now, City TV usually covers it, 
And mm-hmm. my Nana called my sister and said, I just saw your sister kissing some girl on TV. So I get a phone call, and I'm like, oops. So, yeah, that's that's how my family found out. <laughs> I, just, I, I, toyed, I toyed with the idea of dating girls in high school, and my mom caught me with a girl, and she sat me down Whoa. and gave me this. she gave me this speech. Hey, do what you want. I don't care who you marry, so long as they're rich and they pay our bills. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey man, y'all are missing the whole thing here. Um, if y'all are dating chicks as a teenager, you're not gonna you're not gonna contribute to you know the teenage pregnancy and whatnot. You're not gonna come home pregnant. That's what I said. Mom, I'm not gonna get knocked up. You know, encourage your little girls to be gay. I tell you. It's okay, ladies. We don't care who you fuck. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I feel I feel like I feel like maybe a break we should have Sean uh, play Katy Perry. I kissed the girl and I liked it. <laughs> oh no. Don't sing, Steve. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> wow. Hey, I'm just hey, I just haven't warmed up. I'm I actually have a degree in music education. I've been a professional singer for years, so <laughs> so what you said you said that they wouldn't let a guy work there because he was gay is that what was said yeah there's one promotion uh, in Georgia so like you can let guys work there that um, stuff like 14 year old rats but you can't like let a gay dude work there well then this one promotion we've been talking about for uh, the past uh, two weeks uh, they were they were actually uh Letting children wrestle, so no. When they only five-year-old wrestling matches, we still five-year-old, five-year-old. Pull up on a pole. Pull up on a pole match. All right. Oh my gosh. So, so all right. So, um, all right. So, which one of you? Members or wants to talk about uh, about your about your first match, your first actual match. <laughs> Ooh, I hear laughing. I hear laughing. Uh, my I started as a manager just to get used to the crowd, and I uh, had this gimmick that I hated. I but my uh, they put it on me because they didn't know what to do with me at the time and like uh, and I but I I did the best that I could with it. it I was like a mistress mm-hmm. and it was weird and awkward for me. But it got me used to uh, performing in front of a crowd. So that wait a minute, you were good. a what? I was a I was a manager. But what was your gimmick? But yeah, uh, the, the gimmick here. I was a mistress. Oh. It was weird. I know. I, I. But anyway, like when That's I started, uh, I started to slowly uh, morph into what you see today. But my first match um, was kind of unexpected. I went from I showed up to be a manager and ended up wrestling in a first tornado tag rules first blood match. And oh, 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 wow! Oh, yeah. So, 
So, uh, shit. Um, I'm trying to remember what happened. All right. Yeah. So everything was fine. I got tagged in. Blah blah blah. My tag partner. Fun fact. My tag. My, my one Can of the you guys, guys hear on my me? Team. Yes. I hear Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so one of my tag partner, Pinky, um, he actually legit got a nosebleed when the match started out of nowhere for no reason and had to hide that shit for the whole match. So the match didn't get ruined. <laughs> right oh, away. my gosh. But, but it was us against uh, the Step family, uh, which is uh, Buford Tucker, and then the stepdaddy and white trash Johnny Webb, if y'all remember him. And uh, and on that match, I got a uh, I got some kind of it wasn't a kendo stick, but it was some kind of bamboo stick, something or another, matched mm -hmm. against my. No, I can't think of what it was. But anyway, it ended up broken against my head, so it doesn't matter. And Ouch. then. Uh, I got suplex. I was on the ground. I got. I took a suplex onto the floor in my first match. So yeah, there was oh, that. Yeah, wow. that was my first match. It wouldn't have normally been that way, but I was just kind of a. All right, this is what's going to happen since you're here and the other guy's not here. And so yeah, so that was uh. That was interesting. It was fun, though. It was a lot of fun. Now, I don't mean to uh, interrupt here, but I just want to kind of see where we're at um, mm -hmm. on everything. So I know we've got Kate, uh, Kathy and Thunder Kitty with us, so who's talking now? Who? What? Was that was talking. Thunder Kitty. Okay. Thunder Kitty just telling so the first match. Just so I know. Nope. Mm -hmm. Am I on? Yes, you are, John. Yeah, okay. Yay, now. Are we all on? Maybe, maybe, maybe this is the Matrix, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Saudi Arabia. Neo, can you see the Matrix? <laughs> take the Which blue pill. Which pill did you take? Yeah, take the blue pill. So somebody catch me up a little bit to where what what you guys have asked them already, so I kind of know what to ask and what not to ask. We've uh, I do believe we've covered training. We've covered what interested them. Um, we were talking about first matches now. Yeah, okay. yeah, Kate, yeah. Kitty just was talking about her first match, and uh, um, if she's done, Kathy, you're up. Go ahead. All right. Um, well, my first match was a. Uh, <clears throat> I was the Lady of Destruction because they didn't have a name for me yet. I also started by just managing, and um, then they were like, "Hey, we're having a show at a fair." and you're going to be in a match, and I was like, cool. And they were like, we're going to call you the Lady of Destruction. And I was like, that's weird and lame, but cool. And then they were like, it's a mud match. And I was like, oh, that's extra lame. So it was a mud match in front of the ring. And oh, they, I told this story last time, but uh, they said that they didn't get a, um, they didn't get a tarp and, like, mud from the store. They just dug up the fair dirt and sprayed some water on it with the fire hose. So it had, like, rocks and pieces of glass and beer caps in it. And we did, like, legit wrestling moves in the mud. Like, we did suplexes and body slams in the mud because we were like, we're not just going to pull on each other's titties like they want. So we just planned out an actual match in the mud. And we were, like, very cut up. And I had, like, a uh, 
a shard of glass in my elbow and found like presents of rocks and beer caps in my bra. It was really super awesome. I find stuff in my bra all the time, man. Well, you put it in there, though. So oh, I, I put it in there and I forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we're. Ooh, what this is this really this is really getting into it already. Oh my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. We're you know, hey, we uh we we thrive we thrive on controversy, so uh you know, if uh somebody wants to accuse somebody of uh stuffing their bra Hey, you you go right ahead. You be you, know, you she be our guest. She stuffed her bra with trinkets, not with like like extra titties. She stuffed it with trinkets. No, no, <laughs> I don't need any more of that, man. I, you know, it's like a well. See, here's the problem: on women's clothes, they don't put no pockets on. Well, not functional pockets on women's no. clothes. They don't put. It's pockets. like a decorative pocket. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, and I don't always want to carry a purse around, so I just start shoving shit in my bra, like my keys and <laughs> my lighter and whatever else and chains and God knows what else, and then, like, I find it later. I'm like, I got well, the yeah. fanny pack for that because I'm in a constant state of leggings. I don't even know what real pants are anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I wear those leggings, too. I have nothing to say about that. I wear I'm them, I'm a big so fan of the yoga pants myself. Yeah. Oh, I love yoga pants. They give me a butt. They're great. Our good mm. friend Tony yes, Hagen loves that. yoga pants. Oh. <laughs> Steve knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I'm lost. What else is in? <laughs> It's 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 best it's best to keep you in the dark on that one. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it's better that I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to almost puke on air again. Okay. Yeah. Now, now um, we've talked about your first matches. When did you guys, um, Thunder Kitty? I know you've just recently started to get kind of get into the death matches, but Kathy, when did you say, you know what? I can go out there with Mickey Knuckles and, you know, have a good match with her in her style. Um, well, I did lots of um, really crappy, like, Tennessee death matches when I first started, and I jumped off a lot of stupid stuff that was on fire and was like, I'm tw in my 20s, it doesn't matter what I do, I'm invincible. And um, then I was like, well, I'm gonna, I want to be taken seriously. So, like, then I thought, I'm just going to not do death matches all the time. And then I broke my back and got pregnant and got really fat and took two years away from wrestling. And then I came back and um, I started doing customs. So, like, I don't know, it took something from me. I love customs, don't get me wrong. I run a customs company. Um, but it's it's takes something from you, like, to just do those all the time and not have a live show with people and real feeling and stuff when you're just kind of doing a, a script for someone else in front of, a, like, a room full of people. And it's, like, you're, they're wrestlers, too, so it's not, like, fans and stuff. And I had, to, uh, I had to get myself back into the swing of things. And then I'd been doing that for about a year when 
um, I got a call to go work for IWA and therefore sealing my fate of having a concussion for the rest of my life. Ouch. Mm. That sucked. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. Concussion. I love it. Now, what was it that drew Ian Rotten to you? Because I know Ian likes his deathmatch women, obviously. Um, My boobs. My boobs. (laughs) Ask him right now. Call him right now. And ask him, he'll say her boobs. I swear. (laughs) (laughs) Why, Why, knowing Ian, does that not surprise me? Ian, he loves boobs. We all know it's such a fact. Ian Rotten loves boobs. Um, <laughs> no, it was great. My first match that I had there was I was filling in for Lee Byford and um, at Prince of the Death match. So I was the only girl on the show, and they it was against the American Viking, who if anybody knows who he is, he's gargantuan. And um, they were like, just go hard, just be tough, and go hard. And um, I was like, cool, I'll do it. And um, it was John Wayne Murdoch that called me and asked if I would come do the show at IWA, and I like didn't think I'd ever work there, so I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." That's pretty bitching. And so I wrestled the American Viking, and he uh, blacked my entire face head, um, <laughs> and it hurt pretty bad. But I took everything and I picked him up a few times and threw him and hit him back and. Then I have like a wicked choke slam off the apron into awesome. some uh, car- into some carpet strips or yeah some carpet strips and things and uh like the carpet tacks you know and Ouch. He, as I as I walked back through the curtain when it was all over with uh, Ian gave me a hug and said you got a job and I was like cool so it's pays. Thunder Kitty, I met you, must have been 2000, uh, I, be- I want to say 2012, Ian was running down in Bellevue, and, uh, yep. you that and building. Uh, yep, you and Randy West came walking in, and I had never seen either one of you before, but uh, I was doing the ring announcing that night, and it was a two-night show, and by the end of the second night, I was impressed with both of you. So, when did you get first picked up by IWA? Um, it was for the Bell. It was in the Bellevue building. That building gives me the creeps, by the way. But uh, it's the Bellevue building. Um, I was training with Drake, 2012. I think he put me over to Ian. He got me my spot there. Got me my chance. And my uh, my first match there was against Serenity, actually. And then I came back, and me and Randy wrestled there a couple of times. And then uh, and then he stopped running for a bit. And then when he came back, it came back to the uh, Kentuckiana area. I started working for him again. Mm. Now, were you a? I, I, and I'm just. I don't know this for sure because I've been I've been looking at things from a distance. But were you one of the participants in Queen of the Death matches this year? I sure was. Was this your first Queen of the Death matches? Uh, no, last year was. I made it all the way to the semifinals last year too. Wow, because 
I, 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 and again, I'm not saying this in a judgmental tone, but the uh, look that you perceive with your character does not come off as a deathmatch women's wrestler at all. So what? Well, I'm not a deathmatch. I'm not a deathmatch wrestler. Like I, uh, I last year I wanted to try it just because. People talk, and I hear what they say. They're like, oh, Thunder Kitty could never do anything like that. You know, she's she's corny. She does, you know. And it's like, no, I can do stuff like that. I just choose not to because I don't want to get, I don't ever want to get pigeonholed as a, as a deathmatch wrestler because that's not what I do. But I do have a, a strange respect for deathmatch wrestling just because a lot of the people that had a hand in training me and a lot of people that I'm friends with are deathmatch wrestlers, so I see it up close. I, you know, so I wanted to try it. I figure push comes, you know, worst case scenario, I just never do it again, but it's certainly not something I could do all the time, like, no, I don't mind Queen of you know Queen of Deathmatch is a huge deal. People all over the world watch that. Like last year when I did it, I had people from like England and everywhere else right. writing me on the internet about it. So that was cool. So it's not something I don't know. To me, it's like getting it's like getting paid to have a barroom fight. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha. So, so I, you, I can get behind that. For you, it's more of a, you know, hey, if we're going to build to something and I need to do this match, I'll do it. But other than that, don't book me in a damn death match. Not yeah. unless you want to pay me for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Bingo. Bingo. Exactly. I mean, that's you pay the, me for that's it. Yep. Yep. Bust me, pay me. <laughs> now, uh, the feud that Ian was d- trying to do, I know that the we did the two shows back-to-back, and he was building to another show, and I think it was going to be, I think his idea was to have Thunder Kitty with one of the guys. Uh, I think Thunder Kitty was going to be with Jimmy Jacobs. And Randy yeah, West, that's right. Randy West was going to be with Jack Thriller, and it was going to be a double dog collar match, is what Ian's idea Man. was. Man. I'm kind of bummed. I forgot. Oh, that's mad. I forgot all about that, man. I kind of wish that sounded like it would have been a lot of fun. I remember Jimmy Jacobs cutting the promo, and then... I think I ran and did something in their match. I don't remember what I... I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. I, that's, that would have been cool. It was going to yeah. be an intergender double dog collar match because uh, Jack oh, Thriller shit. and Jimmy Jacobs were feuding back and forth at IWA time. And Thunder Kitty and Randy West, they were feuding. So Ian went, well, they want to get involved in each other's matches. Double dog collar match and I thought it would have been great um I really did um I know Joey Grunge is running the building in Bellevue with uh Midwest Impact Pro Wrestling now that's what took is over he back for, in the uh, belt I thought he was running somewhere else uh they just started running Bellevue again this year uh they had to get oh. out of that bigger building 
that bigger building oh, was bummer. probably costing them a fortune. But they are drawing really well. I mean, he's selling that place That's in Bellevue out every time they go there. So I'm happy mm, to see that. Yeah. I hope you, I hope he'll bring a. You, Kathy, and uh, Thunder Kitty down. I mean, he's been bringing some women's wrestling down there, so hopefully well, he'll, well, hopefully he'll if pay some. If you guys some... want to see me there, tell him. I've already asked. I've sent him a message. All wrestling. Heard that. Um, wow. Now, are you, Thunder Kitty, you also worked up at Resistance Pro for a little bit. What was that like? Because that's a whole other can of worms. That's the Chicago landmark. Um, oh, I love Chicago wrestling. That's that's like a whole other beast out there, man. But when I was with them, I had a good time there. I had a pretty good run there. Um, I made some friends there. You know, I made friends with Billy, which was really cool. He was always really nice to everyone. Yeah, so it was cool. Now, um... And I, I know that she'll get more into it later, but uh, for our listeners that didn't get to hear this last time, uh, Thunder Kitty, you might be able to tell a little bit about this, but uh, Kathy, I'm going to ask you again about Rebecca Payne. Yeah. Let me tell you a story about Rebecca Payne. I got the Nelson laugh, man. Yeah. Well, when you have Randy on later, you can grill her about it, too, but... Um, Pretty much what the deal tickle is, is Rebecca Payne can't take no pain. And she's skirt of Randy West because she's the toughest broad in women's wrestling, in any wrestling. Um, you can't, like, she sh- no-showed two years in a row between the death match because she's the skirt of Randy. She cost Randy a payday. Yeah, cost she Randy, Randy a payday. She cost Randy a goddamn payday. Randy's got bills. I would be upset too. Yeah, and she just you just don't make a commitment to wrestle and then bitch out. Like here's the deal: I sit here and I, I <laughs> there's a girl that I had issues with, and she probably had that I was gonna hurt her, but she showed up and she wrestled and she worked really hard and she's very nice and respectful and she talked to me a lot afterwards and I really respect her for that. And I just feel like oh, if I hear that some girl wants to kick my ass, I'm going to show up early to, that to try to be about the ass thing. There's no reason to be scared to hide at home and run away on the stage because you didn't show up. Mm-hmm. I did not know she cost Randy a payday. That, that's, uh, that's that crazy. explains a lot. Yes, it does. I mean, yeah. Uh, Especially when you save that date way in advance, and you're counting on that money. You know, it's bullshit. She could have called if she wasn't going to show up. She could have called way in advance and been like, "Hey, man," and then they could have found a replacement and figured it out. Yep. But it was like the day after. Was it the day of or the day before? I think it was the day of even. I think it was the day of, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's like, I can't get off work. Like, bitch, you knew you had to work, like, a million years ago. You probably sat at home, like, shaking your boots, thinking Randy was going to kick your butt. But I've yeah. never met her. I've never met her. I've never worked with her. But, like, You're not missing. I don't know. Just, just seeing her dodge her, like, twice. I'm just, you know, come on, man. What are you doing? What are you doing with your life? 
Dodging Randy Wet. Now, um, Kathy, I didn't get to you to tell this story, but you had an ex-boyfriend, and you told this story on the Weekly Wrestling Podcast that used to stalk you. How did you handle that? What? Um, on the Weekly Wrestling Podcast, you talked about having an ex-boyfriend that was stalking you and wouldn't leave you alone and kept texting yeah, and <laughs> Oh, I've had a few stalkers. Oh, no, I don't remember which story I told, to tell you the honest. <laughs> it was the one where you sent uh, you sent your current boyfriend's dick pics to the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He definitely... <laughs> he's, yeah, Wait, what? I don't My ex-boyfriend, um, we'll go ahead and say it, since Corey, he, um, slight, slightly balding, uh, smokes lots of pot that he sells his um, game equipment for while he lives in his mom's house because he has no aspirations of life. And that's cool, man. You can do that, but don't down somebody else. Feel like he would down me for being a wrestler and say that I had no ambition and I wasn't making any money. And I'm like, I I don't sell my Xbox pot, so you know. But yeah, he just wouldn't leave me alone. And he called one day. It was just bitching and bitching, and like he was like, "You said you didn't have a new boyfriend." I was like, "Well, when I talked to you, I didn't have a new boyfriend, but I, I, apparently I have one now." And my boyfriend is Dewey Barnes, and he's known for his giant penis and I was like, look, here's the deal. If you don't leave me alone, I'm going to start sending dick pics, dude. And he kept on, so every time he said something to me, I just sent him giant dick pics. And then he finally quit because I guess it probably hurt his feelings pretty bad. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, now, now, Sean's, now Sean's going to want you to send pictures for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's her man. That's her man. Hey, you can pr- you can probably Google, Google it, man. It's it's out there. Those dick pics are no secret. Um, okay, there you go. I know what Sean's going to be doing after the show. <laughs> now, Thunder Kitty or Kathy, have you ever had any fans that have obsessed over you that have, you know, um, I know Ruby Ray's told this story uh, one of the last times she was on that she uh, she had a fan that was taking a picture with her, and as they flashed the picture, the fan licked her, and she about puked on the fan. Wow. If a fan, she the power, she did. A, if a fan licks me at a fucking show, I'm going to knock his ass out. That's yeah, inappropriate. That's death. If I was going to lick me. him square in the face. That is disgusting. I don't know where people's mouths have been. Yeah, I had a fan whoa, whoa. give me a poster once, um, many years ago, and um, <laughs> he had made this like collage of me, and I got to looking at the pictures, and like maybe about five of them were off the internet, but like all the other thirty pictures were like weird shots of me behind the building and like getting out of my car, and one at Kroger, and I was like, uh. <laughs> That's a little funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was wow. like, how did you get these pictures, guys? <laughs> Holy God. crap. So there's Luckily, people that are actually uh, wanting to watch Kathy the Butcher Owens shop. That's uh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> right? It's fucking interesting, man. I just, you know, buying cookies and... I mean, man, I hope no one takes pictures of me at the supermarket. I look like shit when I go to the supermarket. 
I'm what, gonna. I mean, what person known by fans wants to be like see, have pictures taken of them like uh, going grocery shopping or something? It's the it's the paparazzi way, yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't deal with community. That's I don't deal with being. Huh? Go ahead. I don't deal with too many uh, weird fans in person, luckily. But I get a lot of uh, a lot of strange emails. Oh, man. Really? A lot of what? Like, uh, like, I get a lot of, uh, I don't know, it's like people from, I don't know if they're from, like, India or where they're, but but they'll, they'll, they'll message me and be like, hey, you look really strong. Can you bear hug me? Yep. And it's like weird shit like that. Yeah. I've had people. All right. I can, I can, uh, I can take that, um. I'll tell you. I had a guy. Yeah, don't ask me how I know this, but yeah, there are some some females who bodybuild and whatnot who offer out their services, and yes, it is mostly to men in India, a lot of the times in Pakistan and in places like that, Morocco as well. So yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Not my monkey, not monster. I thought you were going to say that uh, you got uh, emails from uh, correctional centers and that. <laughs> no, I get a, I get a, I get my share of weird emails from people, and sometimes they get real weird with it. And I don't know if uh, all you guys out there know this, but when you send a fucking perverted email to a lady wrestler or something gross or inappropriate, we share that shit with each other and we make fun of you. Yeah, so you yeah, yeah. Consider that. <laughs> And that's definitely not what's going to get you, like, that's not what's going to rope us in. I'm never like, oh, man, that dude asked to sniff under my armpits and sent me a picture of his two-inch penis that's barely poking out of his fro of junk hair. That's so hot. I really want to hunt him down. Get my passport out, because I'm going to marry him today. Oh, yeah, man. And you know what? And you know what? If that would have been sent to me, just like any other dick pic, I would have shared it. I would have shared it to everybody, man. They're like, they're like trading cards. <laughs> yep. We share your dick pics, guys. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, and there's always the people on the, on the damn Facebook Messenger. They just send you a message like, hi. Hey. Yes. Hi. hi. Hey. Hey. How are you? How are you? Hi. And like, I have, there's, it's just like every day. And like, you try to, just until you block their asses or they figure out that you're not going to answer it. Oh and my then they're like, gosh. fucking bitch, I hate you. <laughs> oh. I uh, my name's Fund. I, I mean, I'm just saying hey, hi. I'm where I will not reply. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. You got John going. Maybe what you ought to do is uh, you get some more of those uh, weird emails with those uh, pics. Make sure that uh, you uh, copy the uh, email addresses in that and... Uh, <laughs> and uh, post them as and and the pictures and post them as ads on Craigslist. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I didn't think about that. That's pretty rough. Rip the rip the fan, rip the fan. <laughs> put it, put him in a put him in a gay hat on Craigslist. Head <laughs> and put him on Craigslist. Yeah, come over to come over here now, to Canada. We'll I, put him on Gigi. 
I've got to ask. I'm actually going to let uh, Katie ask this because Katie has some very harsh feelings on this. Uh, Katie, I want you to ask about, uh, you know, when we had Frankie on and what upset you, I want you to ask them about that, about women wrestlers being a novelty. Oh, my goodness. This has been in my head and on the tip of my tongue since the show started. We had some jackass last ladies' night come on here, and he's like, yeah, I only hire women wrestlers like every three months. They're nothing but a novelty. I don't, I don't find them useful, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, uh, this is ladies' night, dude. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, how, how do you feel about that, promoters that are like that? I agree with him, but then we'd both be wrong. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> women, women, yeah, women are sometimes novelties. I mean, it's just nothing but a bunch of men, and then you get a woman's match. That is the novelty of it. But I don't feel like we're novelties like a dog jumping or a hooper. Right? Like, Hello. We're here. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just didn't I didn't like his statement and I didn't like the way it came out of his mouth either. It wasn't it was just wrong. Oh, uh, who was it if you don't mind me asking? Huh? Um, Sean would be able to field that one. Who was it that said that, Sean? Uh, it was the owner of Bruce City Wrestling, Frankie DeFalco. And God, we're gonna get some heat from that one, but I really don't care. <laughs> <I've> never, <laughs> I don't know, I've never I don't think I've ever met him or talked with him. I don't know. Whatever, I guess I guess never worked for him, and if, I mean, I haven't really lost anything, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, there's people that say that, but like, everybody's going to have their own opinion. You're not going to be able to change their opinion necessarily unless, you know, and it also depends on what kind of women they book, too, because you get what you pay for in women's wrestling. People don't understand that, you know... Yeah. There's so many male wrestlers, but there's maybe there's a fraction of that number from female wrestlers, and even less of those that fraction of a number can work. So they want to hire brides that are going to work for like twenty bucks or whatever. I'm not saying you know not everybody. I mean just promoters that don't necessarily care for women's wrestling. And then they're like, oh, well, women's wrestling sucks because all they see are, like, the people that they hire and they don't look into, you know, that's fine if you want to have a women's match every three months or four months or whatever for a special occasion. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But, um, but you know, at least invest in good women's wrestling. There's plenty of women in the area that are good wrestlers. You may have to pay a little more but you'll get a good match, you know? Well, you can't base all women's wrestling off of um, your worst heels baby mama that you let get in the ring in her Hot Topic panties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that... I think, uh, I think just the... Uh, I think, unfortunately, a lot of people have that opinion just because they haven't been exposed to to good women's wrestling, you know, because there's a there's a lot of tough broads out there right now that can go. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm mm-hmm. gonna interject yeah. here for a second because I am uh, Thunder Kitty. I met you, but you didn't know this at the time. And Kathy, we haven't met in person, but I'm the youngest promoter to ever run in Illinois. And in October of oh. 2009, 
I booked a women's match. This was when Miss Jeff was still wrestling. And I booked Miss Jeff against Nicole Matthews. See, now that's a good match right there. Who was it? Miss Jeff against Nicole Matthews. Okay. And I had people question me, who's Nicole Matthews? Who's Miss Jeff? I was like, have you not been following the scene for the last five fucking years? Miss Jeff is deep. You look up women's wrestling in Illinois, and, and this is no disrespect to any of the other women that have come along, but the two main women wrestlers that come up in the state of Illinois name-wise are Mischief and Mickey Knuckles. Because those yeah. two, with a few others, put women's Knuckles. wrestling here on the map. Um, you know, you had Lacey, you had Rain, you had Daisy Hayes. All of those girls, very talented. But now everybody thinks, well, I can just book two girls and, and it'll be okay. I booked two girls yeah. on the last show that I did in 2012 from Power Entertainment. It was Melanie Cruz against Nikki St. John. And uh, Steve, did you rough that match? I think I had you rough that yeah. match. Yeah. I love Our Melanie Cruz. We roughed almost the, the entire show. And wow. those two had just as a high-quality match as... Mischief and Nicole Matthews had. But you get promoters out here, well, I'm going to book a woman for booking the sake of a woman, or I'm going to book tits and ass for booking tits and ass, and they can't work. So it's, cool. it's either they book a woman that's got tits and ass that can't work, they book a woman that can work but doesn't really look that great, that's not going to pull the males in, or they don't book women at all. Well, I've, I've actually been to some promotions... That they don't book women wrestling at all. They won't do it. And that's their they and that's their choice. I mean, you can't get mad at it. It's their company. They they can run it as they wish, but it's true. Well, it's just sad because obviously they're not keeping up on the current times. I mean, uh I I wanna say for the past three weeks on Raw now, we've had two women's matches in three hour period. For the past yeah. week, two weeks, I mean, I love so watching. I love, I love uh, watching the women on NXT and on like Raw and SmackDown and stuff. Now, I I I enjoy the women's division on TV right now. People can bash it all they want. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I <I've been laughs> You know, they they brought up uh, they brought up um, I believe six talented females that can really. Um, utilize the business and that's why they're giving them more time and I, I like it I do because I was born in the 90s and women's wrestling in the 90s was Alondra Blaze versus Bull Nakano and it's not anything okay. against Alondra Blaze or Bull Nakano at all they're both great workers but they um they are not anything compared to the ladies of today because I'm going to disagree with you there. Hey, Bull Nakano is pretty bitchin'. Bull Nakano yeah. is a bad bitch, and so is Alondra Blaze. So I'm going to have to disagree with you. I think I think the I think that's a that's a tough because I I I yeah I'm just going to have to disagree with you. I think they're both. Yeah, I mean, I was I was always a big Bull Nakano fan. Yeah, I, I, like like the Japanese, I like the Japanese. I like women. 
matches. I mean, oh I'd be my happy to gosh. Wrestle either, I would be happy to wrestle either one of those women. Unfortunately, they don't wrestle anymore. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what. I'll say, I'll say, three, I'll say three words, and when I do, I know that you two gals will be, uh, the drool will be, pull, will be just pulling out of your mouth. Jumping bomb angels. Yes. Um, what, Hell I, yeah. I, let me, let me correct <laughs> myself. Uh, I did not mean Bull Nakano and Birth, uh, Bull Nakano and Alondra Bays. I was talking more about Birth of Faye, who they threw out there and thought, yeah. oh, this is going to be great. And it was. Oh, yeah. Everybody in the wrestling business has always shit all over Birth of Faye. And it's not that <laughs> her as a person is a bad person. It's the ca- the character was so bad, and they put the women <laughs> tight on her. It just didn't make any sense, it, and she yeah. could not follow up after you had the women's title on Bull Nakano and Alondra Blaze and Fabulous Moolah. I mean, you put it on Bertha Faye, that was kind of like a slap in the face to Moolah. Yeah. Mhm. A Remember when that happened? That was during all those gimmick times when they brought in pathetic gimmick that we just didn't want to watch during '95. Well, yeah, that, that's that's when they started. Hey, we're gonna bring you up, and hey, you got a character already? Oh no, we're gonna make you another character. Right. And we yeah, saw we saw many failed gimmicks. One of them being Kane's original gimmick, Isaac Yankum DDS. Oh, gee. Okay. Wow. That, was, that wasn't very cool. <laughs> but it's the truth. It was a failed gimmick. It happens. I mean, if the WWE or something, or if a big company wants you and they want to change your gimmick, you can't really you either do it or you don't go, you know? Yeah. Uh, really all, you I mean, know, either you want to work for me or you don't. If they want me to wear a pizza around my face and, like, Hop on one leg the entire time. I guess I'd be like, sure, give me that patience. Yeah. Uh, we're going to bring our later guest on right now. We're just going to make this a party. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the 2015 Queen of the Death Matches, Randy West. Ooh. Hello. Up, Randy. Uh, I do have to say it was 2014 Queen of the Death Match. Hey, hey, you might as well be queen. You're the one that had to come to work on Monday, so. <laughs> uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm still the queen of IWA, so. With that said. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, we've, been, we've already been talking about you and that. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, a certain person who's... Uh, Whose name got brought up with yours uh, last time up? So, <laughs> and we'll just we'll just we'll just let the, we'll just let this party roll from there. <laughs> uh, you're you're discussing. Uh, I don't even want to say her name. <laughs> oh, really? Have <laughs> I'll say it, Randy. We're discussing your best friend, Rebecca Payne. Yeah, that bitch. <laughs> the bitch that uh, wants you payday. And that—that's the whole thing. Like, uh, it wasn't. Hey, it, it somebody wasn't, needs. 
Somebody needs to book this and make sure she shows up because people will pay to watch this shit. It's I'm just saying. A podcast that I might be on, let alone being in the same building as me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you weren't even due to be on the podcast till the next week, and she still couldn't be on it. She's like, no, that's too close. They might ask me about her. <laughs> there might be Randy Cooties in the air. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Hey, maybe we need to. Maybe we need to uh, book a uh, spider lady match. You know? <laughs> I already ran. Uh, I already ran Spider Lady off. I don't know if you guys. Uh, it's that that is on DVD from Shimmer. You can. I don't remember which volume it is right now, but I uh, ran her out of Disney. Well, when I when I say Spider Lady, I'm talking uh, the uh, uh, Wendy Richter uh, Mula. That's what I'm talking and about. Where, yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So, uh, the whole thing, the whole thing with uh, Rebecca Payne is, um, she said some things about a friend that she shouldn't have said uh, before the 2013 Queen of the Death match, and she found out that that the person that she had talked, and it was it was career damaging uh, um, bullshit that she had said. So. Uh, him being a close friend of mine, I took it personally, and I had made some comments about wanting to punch her in her face. And then um, we got booked against each other at Queen of the Death match in 2014, and uh, she she no showed. Some for for some whatever reason she gave them. God only knows what it was last year. I don't know. She decided not to show up, and um, I think I think she gave him like three days notice that time, and Ian was able to get Burgundy to uh, take her place. And as far as I'm concerned, Mr. Burgundy did a million times better than Rebecca Payne would have, anyways. Uh, especially with it being her first deathmatch tournament and thrown into a light tube and last, Payne's last match with myself, so. Um, didn't show up then, and then this year, uh, shoot, Ian, Ian had contacted her, and, and and he wanted to do a queen versus queen match because she had been queen of the death match in 2008, I think. I think it was eight. Um, but he wanted to do that match, and he thought it'd be really good. And she she actually messaged me. Uh, and apologized for for talking the shit that she did about the friend, and she said that she was really excited about working with me at Queen of the Death Match. And I get there the first night of um, the Royal Weekend, and uh, the the higher up come up to me and say Rebecca Payne is no showing. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, so for her to talk to me a week before. And message me say I'm really looking forward to working with you. I'm excited about the tournament, this, that, and the other. And then for me to show up to work, and her not show up to work, uh, mm -hmm. it kind of pissed me off. And then when it came down to it, to uh, my first round match, I ended up getting a bye because there was no one to fill that spot. So by me mm -hmm. getting a bye. 
first round, I lose my payday. Even though I was there, I, I showed up for work. I, I was there. I was in a timely fashion. I had a smile on my face, and I was ready to go bleed for the fans. And she no-showed, and she cost me money. Wow. So, you, know, you can say whatever you want to about my friends and get your ass kicked, but when you take money out of my pocket, that becomes a lifelong, I fucking hate you. And that's, that's mm. where Rebecca Payne's stand right now. <laughs> wow. Um, I, sent her, I sent her a message on Facebook after, you know, I waited a couple of days after the Queen of the Deathmatch tournament uh, to calm down, and I sent her a message, and uh, I said, when you, when you decide to pay me the money that you cost me, and apologize to everybody for not showing up to the Queen of the Deathmatch tournament, uh, then I will listen to your speeches on why you weren't there. Until then, do not contact me further. And I have not heard anything back from her, so apparently she does mm. not want to take back my money. <laughs> or apologize. Well, uh, this, this would be <laughs> a very interesting match. <laughs> Rebecca Payne yeah. versus Randy West. Winner gets paid match. <laughs> winner gets both paydays. Yes, winner gets both paydays, indeed. Right. There you go. That's a mighty big purse. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh. purses aren't, aren't, aren't very small in the first place. So, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like it was, you know, uh, a $150 payday or something like it was, it was a considerable amount of money. And it, like that really, you know, like $150 is a big amount of money. And for it to be more than that, like that's ass whooping money. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Now, Randy, we have heard from uh thunder kitty and uh, Kathy Owens and they're both still with us. Where did you get your start in professional wrestling? Uh, I first started watching wrestling and stuff like that when I was like five with my grandma. Ooh. My grandma, was, my grandma was like one of the toughest bras I've ever met in my entire life. So we used to sit and she raised me as making it number eight. So uh, we used to sit and watch wrestling when I was younger, and she was always a big fan of Lex Luger's. She thought he was sexy, Lexi, and uh, uh so we just. Oh. <laughs> Uh, and then I started I started getting into wrestling, and I always played sports because I was a tomboy and everything in school. So uh, when I turned, God, I, I, it, back in like 2001, um, I met I met a friend and introduced me to Briar Wellington, who uh, eventually became my trainer, um, along with Martin. And then I had Alex Shelley as my sparring partner. So that was in uh, 2001, I met him. In 2002, I was training. And by 2003, I had my first match. And it it just happened to, I I moved in across the street from somebody that knew a wrestler that said, hey, you want to train to be a wrestler? And I said, yes. So it was one of those, you know, right, right time, right place kind of thing. Now, are you, because uh, I know 
back when I first met you, you were living in Michigan. Are you familiar with uh, – I'm going to name off a couple names here, and you can tell me yes or no. Hype Jimmy Shawwin. Yes. Love that guy. Uh, Great. Yeah. Eric Freedom. Uh, I've worked on shows with Eric Freedom, and I've worked uh, on shows that he's booked also a long time ago, way back in when. Good friend of ours. Cool. Uh, let's see, who else yeah. is up in that area? Jeff King. I love old timers. Uh, <laughs> he's got a great, great voice. The bear hug gimmick is awesome. <laughs> Funny dude. Oh, yeah. Um, How about Josh Abercrombie? Josh Abercrombie, uh, we used to work together at IWR uh, back in like 2003 and 2004, uh, and uh, there was Gavin Starr was also there, and uh, yeah, Jimmy Jacobs and Elvis Elliott, and oh, yeah. it was a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because a lot of them came down and worked uh, worked here uh, in uh, Central Illinois for. Uh, Powerhouse Wrestling, and that. In fact, in fact, Josh. Oh my gosh! Um, you know, next, next time you see him, ask him about uh, the uh, the night that he almost caused a riot in Streeter uh, when he uh, when he said something to a thirteen year old girl. Oh Lord! I can only imagine what came out of Josh Raymond's mouth. Wait, what happened? <laughs> imagine. Josh Raymond, Josh Abercrombie, he, well, some 13-year-old was uh, was yelling at him, and he turns and he looks at her and he goes, and I, you know, I mean, you, you know, look at it, especially with uh, some of the stuff that uh, has gone down in the within the last uh, 12 hours and that, and uh, this will really get you. But Josh turned, looked at the 13-year-old, he goes. Sorry, honey, you're too old for me. <laughs> Sounds about completely hilarious. <laughs> yep. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm standing there in the middle of the ring, and I'm going, oh, my God, that's it. We're, we're all going to die. <laughs> the fans are going to just turn the ring right now and kill everybody. Kill <laughs> everybody. Everybody, not just that person. Everybody. Now, Randy, uh, you said that you were wrestling in 2002, 2003. I, uh, I didn't know you had been around that long. Who trained you? Uh, I was trained by uh, Briar Wellington, and the at the time his trainer was Truth Martini, and I was uh, my sparring partner was Alex Shelley. So. Um, I got in with a really, really good group uh, at Max Pro. It was called, it was in uh, Livonia, Michigan at the time. It's now in Florida. They sold it to someone else and they relocated it. But it was Max Pro Wrestling. Um, and at the time, it was just before TNA started. So Scott Demore was involved with it. And they had brought in, um, they had brought in Tracy Brooks and Gail Kim. And they had the Bobby Roos and the Tyson Dukes and, you know, all the uh, uh, the Petey Williams and Sabins and all that. So when I first started the, the, the school and then they were running shows also, uh, I, I, I got in at the right time to be able to learn from 
so many top wrestlers, you know, today, uh, when they were when they were just starting off, you know, they had been in the business a couple of years longer than me, but they were still just starting off their their part of their career, you know. So uh, my first ever match in Michigan was against Alan Shelley under a mask. Nice. Oh. Wow. Very good. Very good. That's saying something. This was yeah. Alex Shelley. This was Alex Shelley at the time where he had just come back from his collarbone injury to where the whole time he was out injured, he sat and watched Japanese tapes and wrote down everything. I mean, to the point where he had two backpacks full of the composition notebook full of moves, reversals, how to get into them, how to get out of them. How to? It was out of control, and every day he'd come in. Hey, Randy, let me try this move on you, and it would end up with me bent in a pretzel upside down on my head every time. <laughs> oh damn! Oh, now, now, wow. We ask, we ask all the women this: Were they easier on you because you were a woman, or were they harder on you because they wanted they you were, to work harder for it? Uh, they were they were assholes to me, but uh, they did it because they wanted me to be better and they knew that I could be better, you know. So I don't I don't hate on them for being assholes to me because they did their job and it made me who I am <laughs> as a wrestler. Um, but at the time, I hated their fucking guts. <laughs> I hated them. Um, there was, there was times where, you know, uh, we'd be doing our drills and we did, we'd have to do our push-ups with our feet on the bottom turnbuckle and do our push-ups and we'd have to go until, you know, they said stop. So I was doing those one practice and Yukon Braxton, uh, God rest his soul, uh, he came in and he got down in front of me on his belly and he's just yelling and screaming in my face as I'm oh trying to God. do it trying to do these hard ass push ups already sucked. And like I was so happy when he finally got up out of my face because his breath was so bad. It was more torturous. It was more torturous uh breathing his breath in than actually doing the push ups themselves. <laughs> wow. I uh, oh. I met Yukon one time. He wrestled. Uh, I think he came in. I know, I know damn well he came in with Sabu, um, because Sabu yeah. was booked in the main event later that night. But uh, they booked Yukon in an opening match, and the guy was built like a brick shit house. I don't care what anybody says about the guy. I didn't. He was built like a brick shit house, and the guy could work. Uh, I believe it was him against. Uh, Vic Capri, and that, you know, Vic Capri is only five foot three, legit only five foot three, and you can yep. wow. have towering over him. So it was a hell of a match. Uh, because you know, a guy that probably how how tall was he? He was six feet. Put his boots on. And he was six six because he had a lift in him. Wow. Mm. 
Yeah, so he was like over a foot taller than fucking Vic Capri. <laughs> oh my god. Of course, then again, and I've and I've been friends with Vic for years. We started well. He started out the same promotion I worked for, Windy City Wrestling, and that. And I mean, it was like, yo, know, practically everybody on the roster was taller than him, including the girls. <laughs> um, let's see here. So we've talked about your first match. When did you, you, you probably worked in the um, Michigan scene for a long time. When did you first come to Illinois? Uh, actually, the, the, the first match ever was actually in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, a week before the Alex Shelley match. match. Uh, my, my debut match was set to be in Michigan with Alex Shelley. Um, I had went on a road trip with... Um, a couple of the guys, it was Yukon, uh, Big Chuck Wagon, and I think um, Dyson Price was there, and like a whole bunch of, of huge, huge, huge men in a little itty bitty minivan and myself. <laughs> uh, so we went down to Nashville, Tennessee to do uh, an NWA show that Mo from Men on a Mission was, was running. And oh, okay. I got- yeah, yeah. So we had got there early because they wanted I wanted to work out in the ring before the show, you know, just get some practice in because I was still fresh and new and everything's exciting and I want to get better and better and better. So I got in the ring and I'm going through some drills and some chain wrestling and you know working through stuff and uh, I hear over the loudspeaker, uh, Mo, he says, um, "You two come up." And at the time, his office was up in the uh, uh, protest thing. So we walk up there, and he says, so can you do that for 10 minutes? And I said, well, I can do oh, it wow. for 20 minutes. I can do it for 20 minutes, boss. You know, all eager and young. He said, all right, well, go get your shit. You got, you got second match. And I was just like, what? Like, I, I had no gear. Um I had a pair of knee pads and a pair of shooter shoes. And then I had my regular clothes. So they said, well, he says, I want you to go out there. I want you to be Dixie Sue. So do a Southern, do a Southern style gimmick. And I said, okay, no problem. I went and I had overalls. I put some overalls on. I had a bandana I tied around as a shirt and I put my hair in pigtails. And I went out there and I wrestled uh, Maynard Arnett. Um, he beat the living hell out. He beat the living hell out of me. He gave me a goose egg uh, on my head from a headline. And then when I was done, I walked into the locker room and um, Moondog Spot came up to me and said, I have, oh, seen wow. woman, I have not seen a woman work like that in years. Great job. So wow. I'm on my high horse, <laughs> you know, because these are guys that I used to watch when I was younger. So I'm like all up on my pencil and stuff and uh, um, Mo comes up to me after the show and he says, uh, did a great job, kid. Uh, you want to work tomorrow? And I said, well, of course, wow. yes, please. So the next mm-hmm. night I worked a show for Mo in Memphis. So my first two other matches were from Mo from Men on a Mission in Tennessee a week That's before awesome. I was 
supposed to have my first match. <laughs> wow, that had Ooh. to have been an honor. Now, uh, oh. was Viscera down there at that time, or was he with the E at that time? He was with the E at that time. Then obviously he wouldn't have been there, but I know him and uh, him and Mo were really close, and he worked for Mo a lot down in Tennessee oh, and lived down there. Mm. So um, that had to have been a huge honor. What are some uh, other, you know, you've been around for quite a while, and I don't know that a lot of people knew that, you know, a lot of people hear the name Randy West, and we've only heard you in the past couple of years, but you've been around uh over 10 years, so what are some other big moments that have happened in your career? Um, I got to work with um, in your Malaya early Hosaka. Career. I got to work with Malaya Hosaka in 2006. And, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, going into it, you know, I've got three years in, so I was like, oh, well, I... I'm getting pretty good, you know. I've got three years in. I can't be. And then I got in the ring with Malaya Hosaka. And she taught me that I wasn't as good as I thought because she did things that I never even imagined that anybody could do. You know, like uh, she took me to limits that, that I, I didn't, didn't even think I could go to. We did all kinds of crazy wrestling, like wrestling, hold for hold, and it, it was awesome. Um. Uh, that that was definitely a big time, uh, a fun time and a, a achievement as far as I'm concerned, being able to work with Malaya. Um, I've worked with uh, Kaylee Hatron uh, early on oh, yeah. before she went, before she, but it, it was when she was still American. She's <laughs> <laughs> the only American woman I know that went to Japan and came back looking Japanese. <laughs> Really, I did not know that she ever went to Japan. Uh, I I yeah, like her. I only got to see her. I, I believe it was two or three times. Um, RCW was booking women's matches in LaSalle at the time, and I think they had somebody booked, but she wasn't going to make it. So Haley Hatred got there from Ohio, and I was on the ring curtain. So I got at the building way before anybody else did. I was the first one at the fucking building because I wanted to make sure I'm here. They can't bitch that I'm late. I was breaking into the business. I wanted to be on time. Well, Haley got there before any before the ring gets there or anybody else, and she's like, "Where is everybody?" And I was like, "Oh, this is this is normal." <laughs> I was like, you know, if you if you want to go get something to eat, but her work was. So so solid and crisp. I remember it like it was yesterday. Her work, I don't remember who she wrestled, but her work was crisp, smooth, and, you know, I, I became a fan of her work, and actually, I did try to bring her into RWF in 09 because we were looking for more women, and uh, Ed Schumann and I were talking back and forth, and I said, what about Haley Hatred? I said, I've got to have women to to fill the bill if I'm going to be doing a women's division on a regular basis. I said, so what about bringing Haley Hatred back? And, you know, I don't know that I knew Haley Hatred, but I liked her work. She was, is she still working? Uh, yeah, I, I do believe so, but she is living in Japan now. So. Oh, oh, well, excellent. that, that yeah. puts a damper on that. 
I love you, Haiti, but uh, I can't afford a round trip airfare from Japan and back. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Me either. I was a uh, I was a big fan of that uh, uh, natural care too because we did a lot of the the, the fun head scissors and the she she liked to do um, the surfboards and the stretching poles and stuff like that so it was real fun working because I was a smaller girl and she was a bigger girl and we you know we we were I think we worked well together because of that. You you bring that up, Randy, and that's something you don't see a lot other than in Mm -hmm. Mexico is the surfboard. You don't see the surfboard. I mean, I could do a whole show probably with Steve and a whole bunch of other people for two hours on wrestling moves that need to be used again and wrestling moves that need to be put in a fucking book because they're so overused at this point that... I was watching the old wrestling tapes last night from, you know, night the, the uh, all Japan women's wrestling um, from like 90, 90 all the way to, you know, 97, 98, the different things like that. Because there's, there's so much stuff that is, is repeated now in, in the wrestling business uh, as far as moves and holds by that. You almost have to go back and see, all right, well, what are we all forgetting? Let's figure right. out what we're forgetting to use and, and start using that. And, you know, eventually it gets to the point where that's overused and you have to go back and find something else that's new again, you know. Uh, but you can't you can't just go throughout the, your your career, your you know, and, and think that you can just say that thing over and over again and it'll be okay. You always have to evolve. And, like, I was watching tapes last night. And he's just trying to figure out what the next step is, what the, what the next surprise move I want to pull out of one of my opponents is, you know. So you always have to learn. You always have to learn. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's that's just it. Uh, people would come to me, and, uh, you know, I don't train people because, quite honestly, I'm not an active wrestler anymore. I do managing, but... People would come to me and go, you know, how what what can I do before I start training? And I said, study tapes. I said, you have to study the tapes. And I don't mean just watch it for pure enjoyment. I mean really sit no, there and study, study what they right. are doing, what moves they're pulling off, the ways they're reversing it. Watch, uh, you know, do some homework on some of the angles that they did back in the early days because some of the stuff – uh, you know, and I'm uh, and I'm going to get a lot of heat for saying this. Maybe the young bucks are overusing the super kick. Uh, they're going to kill it. Um, it's already pretty much killed, but you can't. So if I were a promoter today, and I had the guy come in and go, "Yeah, I got a super kick that I'm going to use <laughs> as my finishing move," it would be find something else. Well, I don't want to find something else. Find something else to use. Because this is a move that is getting killed on TV and it's getting killed on the independents. You know, I actually enjoyed the uh, thing on Tough Enough last night about the finishers. Now, some of them, they're, they're more modern than what I would have liked. I did like the arm bar. But uh, they need... You know, if I were a wrestling promoter today and somebody were to come in and say, I, I, I'm going to use the super kick, I'd say, no, you're not. 
because the move is overdone. I don't want, as a promoter, and I wish more promoters understood this, you don't, if I've got somebody going out and using a head scissors in the opening match, and that's a big spot, I don't need it repeated after intermission. It takes sure. away from from the value, and too many promoters have gotten away from that. You know, I'm a promoter. Go check with the rest of the boys uh, to see what their finishes are, because I don't want any duplicate finishes either. If you roll a guy up with a sunset flip, I don't need another guy two matches later rolling somebody up with a sunset flip. You got to suspend the disbelief and. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that uh, many promotions are doing that anymore. And eh, we'll just let them go out there and do what they want, which is fine. You know, you've got to have let your wrestlers have some creative creativity. Creativity. But at the same time, a lot of these places, so you give them that creative, that creative stance on their match, and they don't have the knowledge of how to put together a proper, you know, seven step or 14 step, depending on where you're at, East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, um, right. uh, uh, you know, so it, it, when, when you, when a promoter who is supposed to be the boss can yeah, dictate what, what's supposed to happen in his, his company gives them free reign, you end up with NWO. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, uh, and you're exactly right, Randy. Um, you know, and and I'll, I'll I'll be the first one to admit this. I never came up with any of the finishes for the matches in '09. That was Ed Schumann's job because Ed knew how to come up with finishes for matches that were freaking great. It's something that I learned later on because I went back and looked at what he did. Um, but you know, you have to know. W- I, I've been watching a lot of the kayfabe commentaries, and I don't know if any of you guys have watched any of this stuff, but they do a great series called Guest Booker. And they will sit... Oh. Um, one of the ones that I just watched, they sat Kevin Sullivan down and had him book 1984 WWF. And, like, you just... It's mind-boggling some of the stuff that these guys do... Because these these are things that are not done today, you, uh, and he, he uh, Kevin Sullivan said something to me that stuck out very well in my mind. You take your big show, you have an idea of what that uh, what you're going to want to do with the big show, and you book backwards from that. You have to know what the story, what the story right. that you're. Everybody has a vision of what they mm-hmm. want done with their company. So when you bring people in, you have to be able to delegate those roles because wrestling, wrestling is stunt theater. And if, if people don't like the way that I, I describe it, like that's how I view it. Um, it's all theatrics and it's stunts. And we are trained to do both. Uh, if you're really good, you're really good at both. If not, you're good at one or the other. Uh, so when, when you're hired to come in, there, there's a story and there's there's a plot and this is exactly where he wants it to go. So if he doesn't tell you exactly where he wants it to go, you're going to get all these crazy offshoot branches that make no damn sense and it's just going to end up being 
uh, double or triple the work for him when he tries to bring it all back around again. Right. Um, Kathy, I know you're still here. I don't know if Thunder Kitty had to go or not. Uh, maybe she'll call back in. I'm but, here. Uh, you know, I'm what, here. Are, what are your thoughts? Hey, all the gang's all here. Yay. <laughs> so... What are your thoughts? Because some of these promoters, and I didn't mean to go on a tangent here about this, and ladies and gentlemen, if you have not called in, so please do so by using the blue handy-dandy Skype button or the listener line at 347-826-9418. We are going to keep this party rolling into the one-hour after party uh, with both of our guests, uh, if they can both stay. So I know Randy uh, will be, but uh, Kathy, if you want to stick around, you're more than welcome to. If you have to go, we understand. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, don't go. Uh, don't let this show drop. You have about ten minutes to call in and uh, get activated into the after party. You must be called in to hear the last hour of the show, or wait till it goes archived. So, with that being said, um, yeah. With what? that being said, you can. Um, call in and we'll keep this ball rolling and um, so uh thunder kitty i know you're still here and uh randy you're here you know have you guys seen this to where you've been in promotions where promoters to give too much free reign i've been yeah. in promotions i've been in promotions where there's too many chiefs and not enough indians mm. oh man a lot of feathers, but not enough chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and that's always fun when you have ten different people telling you different things. Dude, that's the greatest. Like, all right, I want you, I want you guys to go out there and wrestle. It's you and you. All right. Ten minutes later, here comes whoever. Hey man, uh, if you if you and that person now they they switched it up. Well, what the name just told me it was it was me and me and her. Oh no 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 they switched it up. So then I go back to the original what's his name that told me it was me and her, and he's like, no, we didn't switch. It's still you and her. Like, ugh. This organization is one of my biggest pet peeves. Yeah. We've had months and months and months to plan this. And you're just now deciding to sit down and write out what you want the day of the show, an hour before bell time. Figure it out. Right. Well, and I've been, I've been, you know, it's one thing to have the promoter come to you or the book, you know, come to you and go, hey, I need you to rework the card because, you know, a number of things went wrong. Let's say right. winter snowstorm. But it's another thing to walk in there and not have anything prepared. I mean, and I've been in places like that. I've gotten there. Okay, what are we doing tonight? Well, we're going to see who comes uh, and shows up, and then we'll do the card from there. Fuck me. That's great. Yeah. And then three uh-huh. hours later, you have a card. Uh, we'd like to thank Kathy the Butcher Owens for coming on. Her phone died, uh, and she doesn't uh, think she'll uh. be able to get back in before the after party uh, happens. But we definitely will bring her back on uh, probably before the end of the year. Yeah. I I love 
me some Kathy the Butcher Owens, and I've enjoyed her uh, seeing her work and listening to her lovely uh, <laughs> Dewey Barn story. So, um, let's see. Steve or Katie, you guys want to ask Randy some questions? (coughs) Or any Um, of her callers? I straight up, I'm good. Give me callers. Steve Steve or callers? Steve! John! I have something. Go ahead, John. So, Thunder Kitty, what do you think is your biggest accomplishment so far in Shimmer? Like you said, it was your big goal, and what do you think you've approved so far? Oh, I love working at Shimmer. Um, this time around, I got to I got to wrestle cheerleader Melissa. That was a lot of fun. Last set of tapings, I got to wrestle Cherry Bomb, and I've wrestled Kana. I've, man, I've wrestled so many awesome people at Shimmer. It's just, it's like, man, when I first started wrestling, actually, a friend of mine that worked over at Big Vision Entertainment in California, uh-huh. uh, they edited a couple of the videos for Shimmer, like really, really early volumes, like I want to say like volume one, two, something. Right. So wow. I first started training, and he gave me these DVDs, and I watched them, and I'm like, I want to work there. So... The fact that I even, you know, get to work there in one of the best women's promotions in the world is awesome. Now, how would you uh, and want to come? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, one of the things that I did want to interject here is one of the things that we need to start doing for uh, not only our good friend Chris Levins, but the ladies here that come on Ladies' Night is to talk to Chris Levins about bringing some of you guys up to. Valkyrie Women's Wrestling, which is a newer all-women's promotion. I believe it's on the East Coast, correct, Steve? Um, yes, yes, you are indeed correct. I um, sent him my information one time. Yeah, I, I sent him out my, my resume, and uh, I actually talked to Matt, Matt Tremont about them as well, and he told me to, to send over my info, and I did, and we're just waiting on the... Waiting on a response now. I would love to work out in uh, with Valkyrie or with um, you know WSU. All of them over on the East Coast. I'd love to to do that because I don't do a lot of women's promotions. So to get into the women's promotions would be awesome. You know, I'd love to work out there with them. And, uh, you know, Casey Carlisle, one of our favorite female guests that we've ever had on here. Uh, she. You know, she uh, was, uh, I don't think, uh, I don't know if she still is. I haven't been following Valkyrie. I need to look more into that. But she was the women's champion out in Valkyrie. Now, one of the girls that I wanted to ask you guys about, because she was a guest on this program long before she came to IWA Mid-South, Randy, she just made her debut at Queen of the Death Matches, Sage Sin Supreme. What are your thoughts on her? Um... I didn't. I didn't get to work with her at Queen. Uh, Thunder Kitty might be able to talk to you more about that. But from from what I've seen, she seems she seems like a real nice girl. And uh, I like I watched a very little bit of their match because it was so it was so hectic that day. But uh, I, some of the stuff she did kind of crazy, man. Like she's definitely 
definitely is a, a deathmatch material, you know. So uh, mm-hmm. maybe somewhere, somewhere down the line, another another now or another queen of the death, you know, her and I might end up mingling together. Uh, but I, I I think as far as working with her and stuff like that, um, Thunder Kitty has more experience because she's worked with her before in California, and she got to work with her in Queen of the Death match this year. Oh, I did not I know that. Thunder, Thunder Kitty, what are your thoughts on her? Um, you know, I, I've got to say I like the character. The the face. Yeah, thing, I like her character. I like the, her the, face thing. The pumpkin yeah. smashing queen, I love it. It's something original. You know, uh, that's another thing on, that a lot of pe- that's another thing that a lot of people ask me about. Uh, you know, when they get into the wrestling business, is well, what should my character be? What? I said it's got to be something creative, huh? Original, man. Don't redo anything. It also has to be something that you're comfortable with, that you're used to, that you. That you enjoy, you know, like uh, it has to be an extension of yourself because the crowd smells bullshit. Yes, yes. So, like yeah. that's she wasn't comfortable being the mistress uh, deal, you know, like yeah. because she's not that person. Uh, yeah, it's not really Knowing, knowing Thunder Kitty, she's like she's a, she's young, but she's still that old lady. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like she. It, and that's not an insult to her, and she knows it. No, I, uh, I, I didn't mean to laugh, but I, I had to. It was that that was a good way to put it. No, I get that a lot of thought. That's that's her, you know. <laughs> that's her, and it's it's not just in the ring. That's her, you know. Like, that, I, and and that's the thing. She's with me. I've always been a fighter. I, I have older brothers, and and I grew up dirt poor and stuff like that. So I've been fighting for everything I've had my entire life. So for my gimmick is I'm, I'm a tough broad because I've had to deal with that. You know, like you always have to make it, make it part of you, just, just a, a, a larger, bigger than life extension of what you actually are. And that's when a gimmick will actually come off the way the gimmick is supposed to come off. And I think that's I think that's another reason why so many of the guys that get sent up to WWE fail because you know they hand them this gimmick and they're not letting them be themselves. If they would have done that with CM Punk, I don't know that CM Punk would have. <laughs> uh, knowing CM Punk, uh, I don't think he would have worked for them if he couldn't have been himself. Uh, I know I, I I know I knew Phil from uh, working down in LaSalle. And ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't called in, this is your final chance to do so. You have less than 90 seconds. Use the blue handy-dandy Skype button or 347-826-9418. The party will continue in the after party. Yep, yep. I have Uh, a question. Go ahead, Billy. And this is for, you know, this question's for both the ladies here. I'm curious. If you had a chance to, like, you know, team up with anybody in the ring... You know, alive or dead, who would it be? <laughs> alive or dead? Kill him, Gill him. Mm. Hmm, that's a good one. Um, see, the the fan side of me is saying Macho Man because I'm a fan. Oh. Hey. Uh, uh, 
but the the wrestler the wrestler competitor side of me would want to say and uh, because she's my absolute favorite wrestler of all time, I'd have to say Reggie Bennett. And uh, not too many people uh, know that Reggie is amazing. Absolutely well, yeah. older than uh, the dirt that you know old people fart, so he. Might- <laughs> hey. Hey, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I mean, I had I had such I had such a thing for uh for Reggie Bennett. Not just, you know, not just in terms of uh of uh talent cuz she definitely had that, but uh I definitely, you know, I'll admit it, I liked her looks as well. So, you know, no no two no two ways about it. So, when when I was when I first seen her, you know, it was uh, she was she was a bigger girl uh, that could move, that could work, that could wrestle, that could do all the same spots that the little girls like Candy Divine and uh, you know uh, the the little Japanese girls that fly around like they're little fucking crazy fly, you know mosquitoes pew 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 around the ring, uh, and she would she'd go right with them and. She, she was never, I mean, she, she was never a small girl because she was a bodybuilder and everything before that. So, uh, for, it, it was, it was just like, wow, man, if she can do it and she's a bigger girl, well, I can do it, you know, and, and I'm kind of a smaller girl, you know? So like, she's mm-hmm. really inspirational to watch her, the way she moved and the way she got into things and stuff like that. Uh, I, I really, really enjoyed watching her when I was, when I was, uh, younger. Now, Thunder Kitty, there is a Japanese legend that just made an appearance uh, in Shimmer. I don't know if you were there when she was there. Gosh, I need to... Oh, I was there. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I've been watching, uh, I had been watching two clips of Japanese women yesterday. One was Aja Kong and the other one was... uh, Oh, who was the other one? Bull Meccano. Uh, oh, God, that match that they had, I never wanted it to end. I was watching it from backstage, and it was so good. They brought her in as a surprise because uh, Tomoka Nakagawa was uh, retiring, and she had been at Shimmer for a really long time. Her and Ke- Kelly Skater actually had the... Uh, the tag team titles at the time, and they brought in Aja Kong as a surprise for her. Like, she had no idea that she was there, and I had no idea. Like, nobody knew that she was going to be there, really. Like, maybe a few people knew, but, like, I remember I remember uh, she came walking through the thing, like, because they had to, like, sneak her in. Right. Oh, wow. So, so Tomoka didn't see her, <laughs> and I'm like, I swear, oh shit, that's Aja Kong. And then like uh, they had their match. They had a, it was like a, they brought some other girls over too, and then they had the uh, the the Joshi girls that are always there, and they had like a big like, it was like eight or ten man match, and it was nuts, and it was such a good fun match, and then like. Afterwards, all the baby faces came out, and we all celebrated with Tomoka and stuff, and took a big picture. So it was it was it was it was a bummer that Tomoka was retiring, but it was like neat to see you know Aja Kong and everybody like wrestle right in front of you, you know. 
that had to have been an honor to not only meet her but see one of her matches live and in person um, because she's such a Japanese. You know, I'm watching it from like 30 feet away, and I'm just like, man, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, speaking of Japanese women's wrestlers, who are some guys? Who, who are some women that you guys idolize? Uh, I don't. I like that Japan. song. I don't know. I'm not. It's not that I'm not familiar with Japanese wrestling. Like I watch it, but like I don't follow any one person. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Old school American wrestling, and I like British wrestling. Well, watching British. Wrestling. Oh, awesome. But uh. <laughs> As far as the Japanese stuff, I watch it, but, like, I can't, I'm really bad with names to begin with, and then, like, I can't, like, I don't follow any one person. I'm familiar with people, but, like, I don't have one, I can't honestly say I have one favorite Japanese wrestler. Gotcha. Uh, Randy, who do you who do you like over in the Japanese uh, territory? Obviously, we know the one woman that you d- got to work with, but um, who else? Uh, as as far as like the modern day women, I haven't really watched too much except for uh, like I, I I watched a little bit of Stardom with with uh, Heidi Loveless and Hudson Envy when they were over there. Um, oh, but, Stardom. Yeah, um, as far as, you know, Japanese wrestling when uh, when I was coming up in the business, uh, and, and she worked a lot with with Reggie Bennett, too, so uh, she became one of my favorites because of that. Uh, it was, um, God, how do you say her name? Uh, it, it, I, I just watched a match with, her, with them last night, Takako and Noe. I don't. Okay. I might be um, but she's she's really good, and uh, she always has these like these cute little like it was very Sailor Moon esque before Sailor Moon was even. Oh, was that the was that the broad in the dress? Yeah. Yeah. And she was on the side, and then she had like the arm yeah, in it. Yeah. She had. Okay. She had like. She she did such cool things and she could climb the rope like like she was a damn monkey you know boom 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 she was there and it's like whoa uh, her and Reggie Bennett worked a lot back in the nineties so uh, right now I'm a big fan of, I was a big fan of hers uh, but as far as the the females today I'm not really into the the Japanese female scene right now uh, I would like gotcha. to be. <laughs> yeah like I would love. I would love to wrestle more Japanese girls. I Kana was the first Japanese girl that I've wrestled, and that was a lot of fun. I would, I'm down to wrestle more Japanese mm. girls. I'm just, I, I'm not. Uh, that you know, you you can't afford a round trip ticket from Japan. So, and and you're not the only promoter that says that, you know. So, it's one of those things because the people, because there's promoters in Japan that say I can't afford the round trip ticket for. The American work right now. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just things, you know. Yeah. No well, matter I mean, fundage. Airfare, airfare these days isn't cheap anyway. And then you talk about going to Japan. <laughs> well, speaking of Japan, by the way, I don't think you ever brought it up, Sean. Like, 
Selena Dean had her last match in just Japan this year. I did not know that. That yeah, she was, did. Who was she in the E? I'm trying to remember. Oh wow! Something you didn't know? What the fuck happened there? I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my holy shit! Ladies Night did not know that. Holy shit! And we lost Selena Dean that retired in Japan, and you didn't know her. Wow. Reggie Bennett retired in Japan. Yep. Yeah. There's quite a few <laughs> other women who go and they do their thing and then they retire. God bless them. Yep, exactly. Sorry, folks. Oh. Not my best. Sean's probably looking it up. <laughs> he's Googling it. Yeah, he's silent right now. Thanks, Google whore. <laughs> yeah. Well. So, question for uh, question for Randy. When you're standing there in the middle of the ring, you know, all the, you know, with all the noise from the audience and whatnot, what's it like for you? Humbling. Um. Oh wow. There's a point, you know, we. As wrestlers, we do this to enter- entertain the fans. Um, 70, 75% of it is entertaining the fans, and the other 25% of it is because we're attention whores. So, um, and that, that's being honest, you know. At, look at any wrestler, and, and you, you can't tell me that they're not an attention whore, because that's the whole point of doing this, the attention and the admiration, and you know, looking up to you. So, uh, it's very humbling to me that that people look at me and say, man, like, she's really entertaining, or she's a tough broad, or holy shit, I can't believe she just wrestled, you know, <laughs> you know so, uh, it, it's humbling, and it's also motivating, because it, it, it motivates me to do better, to get them to hear louder, or to, to even cheer at all. <laughs> mm. uh, now. Yeah, it's, it's Motivating. I love it. Now, I'm going to interject here for a minute, and then we'll go back to where you guys were. Uh, Randy, <laughs> I don't know what other way I can uh, try to jog your memory to uh, make you remember me, but I worked the last show that Ian did down in Bellevue, and you were there, and I was the guy that you kept bumming cigarettes off of. <laughs> yeah, man. You were my friend that night. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. for lack of a better word, you were her butt buddy. Yeah. Ooh. It was you, uh, it was you it and I think I went to uh, Jimmy Jacobs at one point. I was like, hey, man, uh, who's got cigarettes? Because I keep bumming them from the same guy, and eventually he's going to get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> And she did, too. Me she did a whole Friday night, and then Saturday when she got there, I just handed her a couple cigarettes. I said, here, you don't even have to ask. Oh, you don't even know. You don't even know what happened after that show. So, um, Bellevue happened, the night one and two, um, and, and that was the first night that I actually worked for IWA. Ian was contacting me in 2006 to do a Queen of the Dust match, and I turned it down at the time because it wasn't ready. 
2011, he brought me in. I worked with Thunder Kitty on that show, and it was the first time I worked uh, worked with her and worked with IWA. We left that Saturday night. It was me and uh, three other guys. There was um, Roderick Street, who was he wrestled on that show, yeah. and then we had our we had our friend Danny, who was in a wheelchair, and uh, yeah. his aide was with us. So we leave. We're driving, and uh, the, you know how the crowd was that night, so you know what the the, the end result of, of the payment oh, yeah. was. Oh, yeah. I remember that weekend. I remember there was that none. weekend. <laughs> so we started. Yeah, that was rough. And uh, our car starts to overheat. And we got oh my to God. the and we pulled over and we slept for like two, three hours. And we got up, we put water in the radiator, and we started driving. And the car overheated and died. Um, it was, yes. Uh, God, it was, just, it was just west of Gary, Indiana, like five, Ooh. ten miles from Gary, Indiana. Uh, we broke down on the side of the, the freeway. Oh, my God. We yeah, uh, me and Roderick Street walk up probably about four miles to the gas station to get a tow truck. Um, and at this time, Danny, who's in the wheelchair, calls his dad and arranges for a ride for him and his aide only. Oh, so my he's God. Lead. Yeah, so his dad comes and picks his, 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 him and his aide up and takes them home leaving me and Roderick on the side of the road with a locked up engine and no fucking money. So. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, 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 but wait, there's more. So. <laughs> oh, no. I call out my friend in Michigan that, hey, man, we're broke down. Uh, I can't. I have no money. I can't do anything. Can you can you help me out with at least a hotel until uh, you know until the next day? Which Sunday uh, we couldn't find anybody. We were trying all day Sunday to get somebody to drive down to pick us up, uh, but there was nobody available. Monday was a holiday, like Labor Day or Memorial Day or whatever it was. So the rented car places were not open. I called my friend. I said, can you get us a hotel for the night? And he says, yeah, no problem. He calls, books the hotel with his credit card. And then when he calls back, we realize that the hotel that he booked is 12 miles from where we're at. We walked oh, no. miles with our gear bags on our back, 12 oh. miles to get to the hotel. Uh, we get to the hotel. We sleep the next day. We can't find anybody to come get us. Uh, the next day is Labor Day or whatever, so everything's closed on Monday. We got stuck oh. in Gary, Indiana for three days after the after that two day weekend. Oh my God! Three days. Yes, yes. Good Finally, God. my friend. Uh, I called my friend Sean Belcher. God rest his soul. Uh, he he drove all the way from West Virginia where he was at. Oh, Gary, wow. Indiana, and picked us up. And on the way, we get onto 94. We're on our way home, probably about 10 minutes into the drive. Finally, after three days, and a tire blows out in his car. 
Oh my God! Wow, good <laughs> Lord! So I just like my head falls in my lap, and I'm just like, get out, get the fuck out, just let me out of the car. And yeah, so everybody gets out of the car. I go to the back of the car and I'm throwing shit out of the trunk. I'm like, you better have a spare tire. I swear to God. <laughs> and I'm throwing everything out and I get the spare tire and I crank and I get the tire and I, I'm changing. I, I, there's, there's three dudes and a chick with us. And I'm the one changing the tire because they're laughing so hard at how mad I am that we blew a tire out. <laughs> <laughs> they have their camera out, they're recording me, like pressing this tire out. I'm like, I'm going home, I don't care. Ride fucking 45 on the expressway with this donut. I don't give a shit. I'm going home tonight. It was one of those trips. So the Bellevue is a little bit of a touchy subject for me. <laughs> uh, well, that was, yeah. that was the weekend, and this is no disrespect to Ian, but this was the weekend I got down there, and I'm like, okay, so we're going to have a good house. You know, Ian had been running. They'd been doing IWA Midwest down there. I said, we're going to have a good house. No problem. So I get down there, and people show up, and I said, did you guys get posters up? Did you get tickets out? Well, we got the posters up Thursday when we got them. I said, oh, fuck. And this, this was a Friday and Saturday show, so... I'm going, oh, August sweet Jesus. 31st. August 31st and September 1st. Yep. Peak summer days. And we had like 30 people there one night and 20 people there the next. So, yeah, it was rough. It was you rough. Had, you had Jacob and Masada and Devin Moore and Necro Butcher and Jack Thriller, like so many indie indie names, indie darlings, you know, on, on one show, and it was just like, like you could see, you could see the the disappointment in Ian's eyes, you know, when he said it, but at the same time, it was just like, oh, can you not see the frustration in my face? Like, you see the disappointment yep. in yours, the frustration in mine. Well, it, it was, you know. I got down there, and it was my first time working for IWA. I had worked on shows with me in other places, and I'd gone to some IWA shows and helped them do setup and teardown and all of that. But this was my legit first booking with IWA, and I was brought in as an announcer, and he wanted me there both nights. And I said, if you want me there both nights, I said, find somebody for me to crash with or get me a hotel, and we'll call that my pay or something. Right. And I ended up staying with the kid that they booked that was Marcus Murder. And at the time, he didn't have enough training that he needed. His matches kind of, you know, DJ Hyde kind of beat the piss out of that poor kid. Um, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, but I ended, up crashing, I ended up crashing with him and his wife, and I'm very thankful to them for that. But he had little children that got up at the ass crack of dawn, and... If you knew that show didn't get over till late to begin with, and then we had to tear down the ring and throw it back into the truck afterwards, so uh, it was fun. Oh, yeah. Six a.m. rolled around, and the first thing I hear, kids running around, I'm going son of a bitch. This is going to be a well, great day. Ian, you better talk some know. more friggin' people today. We slept in, <laughs> slept in our car. We slept in our car that Friday night. 
Oh my God, that's right, you guys. Like you guys almost wanted to go get a tent and camp outside of the building. <laughs> Yeah, we ended up, we slept in the parking lot in our car that night. Cause we, we hey, didn't y'all. Know. I got to peace out. I got to go to the restroom. So, this is good All talking right, to y'all. Thanks. Oh, you better go. Right. Right. All right. Question, for, uh, question for Kathy. Which do you think is more fun? Being the face Kathy's or gone. being the heel? Oh. Oh. Oh, Kathy's, Kathy's gone? gone. Kathy's gone. Yeah. Uh, Thunder Kitty just left. Randy West is the only one left. Oh, God, I'm oh, sorry. No. I didn't yeah. even catch that. My bad. That's how yeah. it happens. I'm always the last one standing. <laughs> and we're going to drive her out of here soon, <laughs> the way we're going. <laughs> Which do you think is more fun, Randy, being the heel or being the face? Um, being the heel is fun because you get to – Say the things that you normally wouldn't say in real life, and, and oh yes, you know I can, um, I can I can answer this question too because I I've been a manager and a wrestler and a promoter. I used to do bar shows for Big Daddy Destruction over in Iowa, and hmm. those were always my favorite, especially when he'd let me have some promo time. <clears throat> Except I made a mistake one night because I used the good old Dudley boy and boys line we had a mother and daughter pair in the front in the front row and i turned to the mother and i said well we've got a mother in the front row who taught her daughter how to suck dick oh wow (laughs) the fact that you're still alive is amazing sure (laughs) shit i got met in the parking lot good thing her husband wasn't at the show i would have been dead that's how I'm still alive. <laughs> Better eyes practically popped out of her head when you did that. Yeah. <laughs> Try time, though, Andy. Uh, Go ahead. I had I had an, an older fan one time when I was a heel. Uh, she said, "What did she say?" Um, oh, your pussy stinks. And I looked at her, and like uh, she's in, she's legitimately an older woman she's in her 70s you know like an old woman <laughs> and i'm like just because yours is nothing but dust and can't create smell don't make fun of mine <laughs> it's nothing that i would ever say to you know a person older than me ever in real life but in the heat of the moment it was the perfect thing to say to her. Oh. And like that's the fun part about it, being a heel because you can be like that person that you want to be in life when someone cuts you off or or takes the last fucking donut out of the box and you just want to punch them in the face for it. Like you can be that person as a heel. Um, Absolutely. Uh, that. You know, but, but I, a- I I will say, Billy, I worked both. Um, I. I didn't, I didn't work a lot as a baby, uh, a lot of places. But when I when I uh, when I did do my uh, face turn in uh, it was 2009. I was wrestling kind of near my hometown, and I did my face turn. And I tell you what, I sold more merchandise that night than I've ever sold in my life. 
I'm not shitting. I I sold like $250 worth of merch that night. And uh, that's probably exaggerating it a little bit, but it was a lot of money. I I had taken a printer with me. I had a friend that was a professional wedding photographer, so I had him come with me, shoot some 8x10s. We had a printer. We printed them off as they wanted them. We ran out of ink, and we ran out of photo paper because they were selling that fast. I was like, if I would have known I was going to make more money being a face, I would have been a face a hell of a long time ago. <laughs> Bet you made a lot of dough off that, huh? Oh, yes, I did, because we had T-shirts, mm-hmm. too. I had T-shirts, and I had 8x10s. And... But I liked being a heel, because I worked a show over in Colfax, Iowa. It was the first time I ever did a hardcore match. Yeah. Sorry, I'm we're swallowing some pills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing a hardcore match and uh, working with barbed wire and everything. And the fans over there, I thought fans in Princeton, Illinois, were bloodthirsty. No, the fans over there wanted to see me get cut by Abdullah the fucking butcher. I'm, I, I mean, it was just insane. Oh God! It, okay. it was it was brutal. Um, but I like being a heel, not just because I can speak my mind. It's because I can, I can have better mannerisms. I get to cheat. You know, I like cheating. I'm good at it. I'm only 160 fucking pounds soaking wet. So, you know, it's better for me to be a heel because then I can cheat, you know, um, (coughs) that guy's have more fun. He'll be on the network. I like the level that I'm at right now to where uh, I don't have to be a heel, but I don't have to be a face either. Uh, people just appreciate that that I that they they like me, but I'm an asshole. You know, like they they like that part of me. Like yeah. I can go in there, they they all cheer for me and everything, and I can still pull somebody's hair, choke somebody, and they still like me. Right. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I, IWA, I tried to. I, I did the heel gimmick for uh, almost almost two years uh, at IWA. Just you know, when they first started back now, and it got to the point where like I was trying and trying and trying so hard to get these people to boo me. Like I'm literally right. every everything but slicing somebody's throat open. Like it was, you know, and like. They're like, oh, no, yeah, Randy, we love you. And it's just like, all right, well, I guess I'm not a heel anymore. You know, like, it's... You get everything short of kicking the kittens in front of the fans. Right, right. Like, I I was was a heel when I said that to that old lady, and and she was just like, oh, you're awesome. Like, what? So you say this to this old lady, and she cheers you. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh my god. That's it. and and I uh, like I I love that part of, of my of my character of my gimmick because it you know I I can I can go out and I can I'm a social butterfly I like to talk I like to mingle I like to hang out with people so as a heel you can't do that because you got to keep the the K five and that you know and and make people hate you uh, but as a face you can go out and you can mingle and you can meet people and like to me wrestling well, is the traveling Kayfabe is only alive depending on what fed you're at, because I go to some feds, and it doesn't matter if you're heel or face. 
I shit you not. No, I was bo- I, I, I'm going to shoot from the hip here, Steve Kane, and this is the first time I've done this, and this so may far. come back to bite me in the ass, but uh, I really don't give a damn. I worked for a promoter <laughs> this year um, that I let run in the town that I brought uh, first brought my wrestling promotion come to, and yeah. I, I was not happy with what I saw at all because we've got uh, – we do a tag match – with a heel tag team and a baby tag team and one of the baby one of the members of the baby tag team turns heel and right after the match is intermission and he's out (laughs) signing autographs i said what the fuck is this i I about grabbed the promoter by the throat and just oh you know I, I don't believe in that. Heels, you know, if we go down to the after party and, you know, you want me to sign an autograph for Junior and I'm a heel, that's one thing. But not while there are fans there. I've always yeah. had to suspend the disbelief and too many people want to kill it. It's a shame. Yeah, it's, It really is because that's, and, and I've seen my, this other places too. You know, my I favorite know thing does a good job with it, but you go other places and it's feel heels, baby faces. It don't matter. We're all out signing autographs, having a good time. We've got you know we've got heel wrestlers sitting in the crowd with baby wrestlers after the matches. I just seen, I just seen recently on uh, on the book face. Um, there was a picture. Uh, I think, it, I, I don't know if it was, it might have been on Trash Bag, I don't know, but uh, mm. there's a picture, it's Nate Webb, with his 12-minute awesome entrance, uh, he's walking out, and then there's Teddy Hart, in full gear, in full gear, standing at the DVD gimmick table, looking at merch, buying his own DVDs, and, like, Nate Webb is standing there pointing at him, like, with the look on his face, like, what the fuck? And it's, like, it's like the coolest picture ever. Oh, I my Nate God. So funny. If you can if you can find it and, and see it, it's, it's hilarious. I did have something for Randy Webb. <laughs> huh? <laughs> looking at all the legends that have done hardcore in the years, who do you think was, would be a dream match to have with that you know you would pull off a 100% five-star match with? Uh, uh, number one choice, Terry Funk. Uh, number two choice, Sabu. Nice. Oh, oh my God. Both of them, you know, nice. Uh, Preferably to have a three-way match would be even better. You know, well, you may have you may have that possibility because uh, I uh, just uh, got a uh, message from our uh, good friend uh, Bill After, and uh, it appears that uh, Terry's uh, going to go ahead and do one last time for I think it's like the 80th time here. So, <laughs> Holy shit. he is out of fucking retirement again. Wow. <laughs> Wait, who's yeah. our retirement? Terry Funk. Terry Funk. Oh, oh man. Oh the, my goodness. The Funker. That would be amazing to be able to work with Terry Funk. 
Like I did uh, Lord of the Hardcore this past year. I did Lord of the Hardcore tournament in uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan for UPW. And I actually wore a pair of black and gray striped tights uh, for uh, a Terry Funk tribute during the match. Because mm -hmm. I'm a big fan, big, huge fan of Terry Funk. And then for Queen of the Death match this year, I did a, a Drake Younger uh, tribute with my gear. And I actually had uh, Particle Don, who is the singer of Drake's entrance music, do the, the live entrance for me when I come out. So uh, dude, Terry Funk would be amazing to, to be uh, anybody who's listening. Please. <laughs> Hi, my name, my name is Wendy West, and I can't wait to go up to the door to see Julianne Moore, because she's someone I adore, because I'm going to tell her I'm the queen of hardcore whenever I beat a whore. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Fantastic. Um, now, Randy, um, one of the biggest tag teams to make waves in the in the Midwest scene in the past recent years, uh, the Hooligans. Do you guys do you oh. want to step into the ring with or two guys? No. Uh, yes, yes, and um, yes, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. Those guys amazing uh as human beings and as wrestlers as workers as you know uh as, as hooligans they are two of the greatest people i've ever met in my entire life and the fact that they wrestle the way they do just fucking makes me want to put them over even more um <laughs> i have to give you a little bit of a spoiler but i can't give you too much uh there is going to be a showing very soon, a show very soon uh, with me involved in a tag team uh, that will eventually, hopefully, since they're on the, the roster too, will lead to uh, that one step closer to me and the hooligans being in the ring together. And I'm really looking forward to it. And I can't give too much details away without giving everything away. So I'll just leave it at that. Right. <laughs> don't wind up. You don't need to get fired. You gave everything yeah. away on that radio show. You don't, don't need to get yeah. fired before you even start, you know. Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. Uh, let's see. What else can we cover? Uh You've been on the road a lot with some very funny people. Um, yes. So you've got to have some good road stories and ribs to tell all of our listeners. Oh, oh uh, uh, there's so many of them. Um, like I've been on the road with, like, in the younger, the younger days, you know, with, with the, excuse me, the big check wagons and the Dyson prices and. Uh, the Josh Mavados and all that from Michigan. And then uh, I've done some road trips with, with Thunder Kitty and with Joseph Schwartz. And <laughs> the, things that, the things that you see on the road, you, you wouldn't believe me. I'm, like, I would literally have to show you video footage of some of the things. Like, uh, we pulled into a gas station last weekend on our way to a trip. 
and I walk out of the gas station, I go to get in the car, and I look up, and there's just this girl, like, dry humping, like, dry fucking this guy, leaning up on his car right at the gas pump. Like, what is going on? <laughs> oh, my God. As we're driving by, um, the window's down in the back, and Thunder Kitty was in the car, and she screams out, he's going to get you pregnant. <laughs> and the guy replied, I hope so. <laughs> Holy crap. Like, this, it's, it's like stupid stuff like that. And like, uh, <laughs> like, never, uh, like, we were going one time um, to North Dakota. We're from, from Indianapolis up to North Dakota. And we hit a deer in Nassau, Iowa. You know where Nassau, Iowa is? Me neither. Uh, but we, we hit a deer in, in Nassau, Iowa. And we pulled off into this Casey's uh, gas station. And there was a, a young man in there. He's about 18 years old. And uh, he's like, well, I got a little, I got some tools. I have a little bit of mechanic experience I can try because our radiator cracked. It wasn't broken. It was just cracked a little bit. Uh, he's like, I can help you in the morning. If you would like, you can stay at my house for the night. I have food. I have beds. You guys will be comfortable. Do your thing. And like, you don't, you don't meet people like that every day in life. So, uh, on the road, you get to meet the crazy people and the silly stories. At the same time, you get to meet the good, like uh, people that have have heart and, and good intentions and aren't aren't always out to get what what they want, you know. Because it ultimately, we stayed at their house. The next morning, I woke up to try and do some uh, JB Weld on my radiator so we could get to the show in North Dakota at eight o'clock that night. And I wake up and there's seven people, seven guys standing around my car. Apparently, the 18-year-old the, the guy, um, his grandfather, God rest his soul, he just passed away two months ago, and I'm so happy that I got to meet him before he passed. Uh, he owned a, or, um, a junkyard, and he had called his mechanics that he knew, and they come over, and they had my, my front end off fixing my radiator for me when I walked out, you know. So, like, you find these good-hearted people on the road, and that's, why, that's one of the reasons that I do like being me, being a face, being sociable, because there's, you meet so many awesome people. You might you meet some fucked-up people, too, but overall, it's, it's good-hearted people that just want to be entertained and just want to have a good time. And I love being on the road just simply for that reason. Now, uh... I know you travel a lot with uh, Joseph Schwartz now, so you don't have to worry about this. But um, in your younger years, uh, we we heard Ruby Rays tell us uh, the last time she was on that she had a fan that, uh, while they were getting their photo taken and the camera flashed, licked her, uh. and she about puked on him. Have you ever experienced anything like that? I've never had anybody lick me, mm -hmm. uh, other than knuckles. Uh -huh. oh, 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 I don't know if we necessarily want to hear that story. Yes, we do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
in the ring. Like she's pounding me, pounding me, pounding me. She picks me up into the corner and just licks my from like my collarbone all the way up my face. Oh my like, god. And like I can't I can't like uh oh what the fuck because we're in the middle of a match, you know what I'm saying? So like <laughs> I had to literally just go with it. Like uh but as as far as a fan, I I've had a lot of fans try to get handsy and be inappropriate with their words and, and you know, touchy feely stuff like that, but I've never had uh uh like a real big problem with them doing it, you know, because I'm pretty, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm pretty intimidating. (laughs) 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 About me. Uh, They they usually, a lot of fans, they usually see that I've just been in the ring with a 260-pound guy, and I'm still standing, so they don't try that shit with me too much. I do have the crazy, the crazy fans though that like message, you know, hi, how you doing? Hello. You have a boyfriend? <laughs> will you, will you sell me your socks? Like, like weird stuff like that, but it's nothing, you know, like nothing I, uh, I can't handle or haven't ended, you know, like, look, dude. <laughs> I actually had one guy tell me that I would never amount to anything and that um, I would always wrestle in Michigan. That would be the only place I ever wrestled. And this not because uh, I would not let him fly me to his house to step on his face. Hey, mm, I think we've heard some of that kind of stuff here in the last couple of weeks, haven't we, Sean? <laughs> Sounds more like the guy was butt hurt. <laughs> like, uh, like a little bit uh, down in Georgia somewhere. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah. His name was John. Oh, I don't know if Randy knows about that. Sorry about losing it for a minute there, uh, Steve. You got to warn me before you're going to do that. Uh, you kill me. <laughs> we'll kill our <laughs> listeners with me squealing like a pig. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, squeal like a pig, boy. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, you have the, like, I have the weirdo friend fans that contact me. I also have, like, the really loyal, devoted, uh, you know, love what I do in the ring, not what I look like or what they can get out of me fans also. And, like, I love them fans. I'll sit and talk to them all day long. Like, that's, I'm, I, if you don't advertise yourself and you don't make yourself open to the people that want to know you and want to want to connect with your character and connect with you so that they can cheer for you and they can understand you, uh, then your all your work that you do in the ring doesn't mean nothing if there's not that emotional connection. You know what I'm saying? You can do flippy doodads for days, but it's not going to make any fucking sense if that person doesn't relate to why you're doing the flippity doodads. Right. Mm. Now, well, whenever now, you look up. Where they're coming, like for instance, like I, I get it a lot. Like if wherever they're from, if it's from a bizarre country, you don't hear that often. You know that they're not gonna understand what you're saying if they don't speak English that well. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it, and mine is I screen all of my like I accept I accept quite a bit of people, but I screen first. You know, like if you have a certain amount of people I, that I have on a list that are mutual friends with us. 
then I'll accept you until you act like an idiot and then I'll get rid of you. Um, right. But if, if we have one mutual friend and it's somebody that is a mutual friend with somebody else, you're not getting accepted. Um, right. Exactly. If usually it, if you have uh, some silly name like Jim and it's a hot girl picture for your profile, you're not getting accepted. Um, I, I actually screen, I will go through the profile and see if it's maybe a hot, hot wife or something. But if it's just some broad with like her boobies hanging out and she's like, hey, look at me, here's my vagina, I'm not accepting you. Uh, even, you know, I, I, I still try to be professional to a point, even when it comes to, you know, the socializing with the, with the fans and stuff like that. You know, you have to right. in this business. Not, they don't right. take anyone seriously. Right. Especially as a female. Now, we had some women come on here that uh, told us some things that happened down in Georgia. And, Steve, I want you to fill her in in about 90 seconds and go. Okay. Um, there is, is well, or was a promotion uh, down in Statesboro, Georgia, called APW. And uh, the promoter... Um, was uh, using children as wrestlers, plus he himself was also uh, um, sexually harassing and uh, assaulting uh, female wrestlers and uh, spectators. Uh, would get uh, would get changed and uh, let everything hang out in the locker room with the women right there, and uh, like I say, go. Uh, go grabbing at uh, the female wrestlers, try to get them uh, to uh, come up to come up to his room at the hotels, all this kind of stuff. Uh, who, can you give me a first name? You don't have to call uh, the, him out. The, well, we've, well, we've, called, we've called him out uh, like for the last two weeks in a row here. Uh, his name is uh, Tom... Uh, Kowatsi. thank you. And somebody's feeding back here. We got a whistle going. Must have been feedback on my phone, sorry. I've never heard of him. Uh, I've actually, there, there's another guy right now in the California area um, that's doing a similar thing. Like, I, I'm pretty sure he's a pedophile. Um, he contacted me about a intergender match that I had done with uh, a wrestler named Cody uh, Cody Manning, and mm-hmm. he started off with "I'd like to book you for a show, this Matt," and then it got into the match with Cody, and he's like, "Oh, how you pinned him with your arm over his over his crotch? Did you mean to do that?" And I'm like, "No, I was tired, and that's just where it fell. Like I didn't even realize that it was there until you just pointed it out, like." Like stupid little shit, and then he sends me this picture of this little 17-year-old boy in a wrestling singlet, singlet in this like pr- provocative, leaned-back, dick-to-the-camera position. He's like, "This is this is who you'll be wrestling. Are you okay with pulling his hair and teasing him?" And I'm like, "No, dude, not at all. Uh, I, I'm not doing that." And then, so he stopped contacting me. And just recently, there's a, a newer girl in the business. Um, that's being trained, 
trained by Congo Kong, and uh, he got a hold of her about uh, Lucha Baboom. He's now saying that he's the booker for Lucha Baboom. And it just so happens that the, the girl that's training got a hold of myself and Thunder Kitty, uh, who happen to know people that work at Lucha Baboom, the bookers, the promoters, and all this other mm -hmm. stuff. So we gave her the good, the Iggy, that, hey, man, this guy is a pervert. He's going to get you down there. He's going to try and molest you or whatever. You know, it's, it's not Lucha Baboom. If it was, we tell you, go for it. So, like, there's, there's predators. In the business, there is, and you have to uh, be smart about it. Like when I was when I first started, you had I had people to help me that told me, mm -hmm. "Hey, man, this guy, this guy, oh, he's one of those he's a fiddler," you know. So now nowadays, when I have the the newer girls or even the newer guys, like I I try to give them the heads up too. Like, "Hey, man, this guy's gonna rip you off, or this guy's not gonna pay you. This guy's gonna try and bang you." And, and that's a real awkward conversation to have with a male wrestler. Uh, that guy's mm -hmm. gonna try and bang. Don't go work for them. You know. Like, <laughs> sure. uh, and I just, just want to let everybody know, you know, because uh, there and this didn't come from uh, Ian Rotten or anybody in his locker room, but there was actually a male wrestler at my last show, and I didn't find this out till after the show happened. But he actually accused me of making advances at him in the bathroom. Okay, I may be gay, but I'm not into guys that, you know, this guy was like legit maybe 5'11", probably shorter, and 350 pounds, and about as tall as he was around. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. No, 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 no. If you couldn't see it, I probably wouldn't want it anyway. <laughs> the thing is, like, a hom homosexuality in, in wrestling, it's still, it, even though it's accepted in society, it's still such a taboo thing in wrestling, and it's so sad because, like, everybody thinks, like, just because you're a homosexual that you want to fuck them. And that's not the case, you know? Like, I, I have plenty of gay friends that could give two shits less, and they're wrestlers. And I leave them nameless because that's their that's their their secret to release. But the the fact is, like there there's other people that look at them and, and that know, and they're just they won't go near them or they won't talk to them because they're afraid that their homosexuality might rub off on them or they might hit on them or something like that. And it it, it sucks that they have to that they have to endure that in a locker room where it's supposed to be a brotherhood and a sisterhood, and we're supposed to all get along and and understand each other's you know, it, it really upsets me. Well, I, I, it's, I, it's even getting I, bad to the point now where there's a promoter down in uh, Florida that booked a guy that was openly gay and then found out that he was gay and told him that his services were no longer needed. I would sue the living hell out of him. That's yeah, discrimination. Like, yeah, you can't you can't fire me because you don't like where uh, you know what goes in my penis or, or what goes in my vagina or whose mouth I put my penis in or whatever. You can't fire me for that. That's like firing me for going to a, a Baptist church when I'm Catholic. 
You know, like, <laughs> it's, it's like firing someone just because they're black or something. No, you can't. You can't. Like, I, I was raised. I was raised. I was raised religious. So I'll always be religious, even though I don't follow it. I chose that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't choose to be a homosexual. You're. That's the. That's the way you feel. That's your emotions. That's your love. Like, there's no. There's no wrong way or right way of. of falling in love. There's no right or wrong person to fall in love with. It's whoever you fall in love with. That's, that's it. You know, so I, I, I guess I'm way more open-minded than most people when it comes to stuff right. like that, but it, it, it right. does upset me that even well, today and, you know, in our society, people are still being judged because of who, who they sleep with. Right. Well, and it's, 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 it's just one of the things that, uh, Hopefully, a lot of uh, a lot of people don't have to go through. Um, some people do, and it's not fair. It, it just isn't. Uh, let's see. We've got about eight minutes left. Uh, yeah, I guess they. You want to promote? Oh yeah. Um, let me look at. Let me pull my calendar here. I got lots of stuff to promote. <laughs> uh, I have. Um, let me see. Today is. I have a Furious Wrestling Society in Memphis, Indiana, on the 29th. It is Under Kitty and I in a grudge match. Uh, it'd be really good. Last time we were there, she threw a ladder at my face, and I still have the black eye from it. Uh, Receipts. Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting one to see who, who brings the first weapon into the, the match. It's going to be me. Spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> 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 alert. Love it. Uh, September 5th, if you have no plans, uh, the Nick Gage Invitational is happening in New Jersey. Uh, I am not part of the cast and crazy crew on that. However, I will be there in the house uh, checking out the, the competition of my Deathmatch men. And uh, I think it's going to be a crazy tournament because they have a good mix of, of the, the legends of Deathmatch wrestling as well as the new up-and-comer wrestler, uh, Deathmatch wrestlers. So, it's going to be really good, and with with Nikki in charge of it, you know it's going to get crazy. Um, let's see what else. IWA returns to Colgate Gym in Clarksville, Indiana. Thank God. Uh, September 11th. Uh, it's going to be a huge show, so make sure if, if you're in the area, you go and watch that one. And, uh, and then CCW is going to be making its return again, too. Uh, Coliseum Championship Wrestling in Evansville, and that is September 26th. Uh, all good shows. Uh, I'm super stoked to be a part of it. I have a lot of other things coming up. Um, Are you going to be at uh, UPW in Michigan anytime soon? Uh, probably not until December. Okay. Uh, we, had to, we had to do some, some office work me in their office so uh we got it patched up and it, it's looking like december is when i'm going to make my return 
Uh, and then what else? Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, um, if you're looking, if you're a wrestler and you're looking for wrestling gear, please hit me up, Randy West on Facebook. You can send me a message. Uh, I do make gear. I make it in a reasonable amount of time for a decent price. Uh, I don't try to rob you, but I don't try to shortcut myself. Um, so if you need gear, shoot me, shoot me a, a message, and I'll send you a quote and. We'll do that. Uh, I've been dabbling with graphics and flyers and things like that, so I've been I, I, I'm trying to keep everything all wrestling related, but have different little branches, so that if something happens, back in March I uh, shattered my kneecap and ruptured my ACL, and I was out for two two months, so I had to figure it out for two months. So. Uh, I I started started doing the flyers and stuff like that, and it's it's actually quite interesting. But you mm. can look me up on, on Facebook at Randy West or um, on YouTube. You can look up Randy West Wrestling, and you'll find a bunch of videos up there. Uh, Smart Mark Video has all of the IWA uh, DVDs with me on it from 2012 all the way up until now. <coughs> But I have a lot of I have a couple states that I haven't been to yet that I will be visiting um, at the end of this year. I'm really excited. I get to go. I get to return back to Tennessee um, on Halloween. I'm doing a show mm. down there. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. And then um, I've got some some good things in November. I can't quite make the announcement yet because they haven't. But uh, it's going to be two new promotions that I haven't worked at in the past, and also two new states that I haven't been. To either so uh the fans the fans that haven't got to see me live will finally get to see me live so i'm really excited about announcing that and as soon as i can everybody will know mm-hmm. all right well we'd like to thank you for joining us randy west we will definitely uh have to have you back uh probably in the beginning of the new year uh in january uh that sounds yeah. good to me um absolutely and uh, you have a great evening. We'd like to thank you for joining us and Thunder Kitty and Kathy the Butcher Owens. This has been a fantastic ladies' night. Thank you guys yep. so much. Make sure you all support independent wrestling. Go to your local shows. Without you guys, we're nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Bingo. Yep. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks again. Thanks again. We really appreciate it. Thank you. You guys have a good night. You too. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, join us on Monday nights at 1130 Eastern, 1030 Central Standard Time on this network for the Rampage Rants Raw Rundown. Uh, we get a little, oh, oh, we get a little uh, controversial on that show as well. We cover things that we don't cover on here. Um, you definitely want to join us for that. And then next week, he, right back here on PWR Slam, the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, invades PWR Slam when the president, Bruce Tharp, and the Tokyo Monster, Kahagas, join us live. And there might be a surprise or two. You never know what yeah. happen on PWR yeah. Slam. So... We'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us. I am signing off for myself and Chaotic Katie tonight. I am joined by my co-host. 
The Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Adios.